everybody, welcome to PodQuest. Yay! Hello. I am pretty sure this is episode 290. It is, I double-checked. Good job. It's May... Fuck. May! We've jumped two months into the future. <laughs> it's March 11th, 2020. I am Chris, with me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hello. Man, you, you know... you uh, Words. I. It's been a rough week. It's only Wednesday, but it's been a long fucking week. I hear you. Um... Do you guys know, like, the Mario Day thing on March 10th? Yeah. Have yes. you seen, like, the images of the billboards? Yes. Like, on... Yeah. So, I've, ne- I've never seen one of those in the wild. Yesterday, I saw one in the wild. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Where at? Um, on 322, heading to my one client, um, it's one of the um, electronic billboards that, like, mm-hmm. will change. Yeah. Both sides of it, though, said, have a super M-A-R-1-0 yeah. with, like, the Mario background, mm-hmm. and it was on both sides, and it did not change. Yeah. So it was just static for at least a set period of time, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, Nintendo was doing a bunch of sales and stuff. I don't know for how long, but they started yesterday. I think I they missed that entirely today. Yeah, it was uh, it was a obviously all Mario sales like Odyssey, Super Mario Brother, like the new Super Mario Brothers or whatever. Anything it is. with Mario in it. Yeah, uh, Mario Kart, Tennis, um, and Mario Maker, and maybe uh, Mario Party. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, I guess just jump right the fuck into it. Yeah, might um, as well. E3 2020 is now E3 2021. Probably. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, if, if ever. Or um, maybe it's just... E3 2019 over. could have been the last E3 ever and no one knew. Yeah. Um, yeah, E3 2020 has been canceled due to rising concerns of the coronavirus. Yeah, I um, mean, it makes sense, like, business-wise, as well as, like... Um, population-wise, to, to like yeah, so, put something like that down. I mean, hopefully, in a in a in a good world, which we may or may not live in, we don't. By June, a lot of this this concern will have died away. Yeah. Um, unlikely at this point with the way that everything is, but uh, yeah, reports say that it's either a going to it, we're going to be in the full front of it in the in the in the United States at least, or b. Because the weathers are going to be hotter and 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 whatnot, it's going to like weaken the virus. And so it's there's there's one yeah. radical or the other. There's no like really in between. So it's really hard to say. Yeah, but like at the at the moment, um, Los Angeles declared like state of emergency. Mm. I don't know if all of California did, but I know I heard like it has been declared for the Los An- the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah. Um, which I don't know that they even did the last time there was a major fire down there. I, I don't know when there was a major fire down there. Yeah, I don't know. Four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about, like, the, the wildfires. Yeah, like, the yearly, the, our entire state yeah. is on fire fires. LA's south, right? Yes. Yeah, the fires were primarily mostly no, this no. year. The, no? They were out there, like, the week before it got yeah. bad. Oh, okay. Right. Like, like, luckily, like, Erica's family that lives out there actually lives pretty far inland yeah. and sort of south in like in like the greater LA area so they weren't near where it was an issue. Yeah. But like yeah, no, south like southern California like north of Los Angeles got hit. Okay. Really bad with that stuff. Okay. Um but you're right, normally it is northern California more in like the San Francisco Bay area. Yeah. Um because they're in the Bay area where there's just no rain ever and everything is super dry. Yeah. And they get all those wonderful sort of like coastal breeze things that sort of come in, get trapped, mm-hmm. and then just as soon as something sparks, that spark just gets carried across the entire fucking yeah 
Which I mean, I mean, Australia is wasn't doing much better this year. No. Like, yeah. I, I mean, the they Friars, were doing far, far worse. Are the fires done from uh, Australia? I, I, I haven't, haven't heard, heard anything about it in a while. Yeah, so I haven't heard that the fires are still going, but they had so much damage yeah. and between like personal property damage of people that lost homes and stuff like that, plus like just all of the wildlife stuff, like the forests and nat like national parks and stuff like that that yeah. were just destroyed. Like, yeah, that was. But as, as sad as all that is, that's right now we're actually talking about E3 being canceled because of, of, of another yeah. global issue. Which it's a shame because like there, there are. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. I said it on on Facebook earlier. Like E3 for us is really just the press conferences. Like we yeah. watch the yeah. press conferences. We look for all the releases. Like I know Drew and I watch like the giant bomb stuff. Mm-hmm. I watch a whole bunch of like the stuff that get like GameSpot and kind of funny does throughout like yeah. the week, like interviews on the show floor and everything like that. But for people that are in the games, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, in the indie dev communities and Not stuff? Not even just indie dev, just, like, in the games community in general. Like, people that work in video games, whether it's from a media side, development side, publishing side. Like, that is a show where deals get made. Yeah. Whether it's people, you know, bumping into it to somebody that, like you know, strikes up a conversation by chance that they would have never had happen mm-hmm. otherwise that, like, lands them a job at a company, or your freelance media people who get badges to go cover for, like, smaller, like, the not game spots of the world, mm-hmm. or the not IGNs, like, the pace or something like that, yeah. where they're big enough to pay somebody to be at E3, but they don't have a crew to send there. Like, yeah. those freelancers now are not getting paid for that week in June that they probably rely on for a whole bunch of money every year yeah. mm-hmm. because they're just cranking out articles all week. Yeah. Um, and then, like, your indie devs and stuff like that who are there to try and get publishing deals signed, who are showing their game behind closed doors to media and publishers trying to sell it to somebody so that it can actually get released. Yeah. A lot of people are, like, missing out on those opportunities, and that fucking yeah. sucks. And it- especially on the back of GDC getting canceled, where yeah. also... you. Even more for like the indie devs getting deals done. Yeah. GDC probably even a little bigger thing for them because like a lot of the big publishers kind of are busy during I, E3. So I, but I think that probably more random deals probably happen at E3 than you'd think because GDC is apparently incredibly expensive to go to. Whereas E3, if you can get like a like a games badge, like. If you're not an exhibitor or anything like that, like, it's not that expensive. And if you're already in the LA area or in California, getting there is not that expensive. Yeah, but so, I would also say, like, GDC is far more focused on oh, like, yeah, that yeah. kind of, uh, on a person to person deal making thing. That's true. Where yeah. E3 is more like GameStop execs buy, like, meeting with people or I don't know man's press we heard all about last year how That's Dave true. Lang fu- or two years ago Dave Lang fucked up um, Matt Kessler's like business deal <laughs> yeah and then got him banned from Twitter mm-hmm. but I, I mean that's that. um, Sony not the, so. the CEO of Iron Galaxy which is a game studio yeah um, flipped off a guy who works for Sony that he's friends with yeah okay. he's known and, for years through yeah. Giant Bomb and like it flustered the dude during this meeting <laughs> And he went on the Twitter and said something like, man, I want to, like, kill Dave Lang or something like that. Yeah. And Twitter proceeded to ban him. Wow. Like, locked his account, banned him from Twitter <laughs> for, like, four months. Yeah. Um, I thought he got it back before E3 was over. I don't think he did. 
Maybe I, th- I could have sworn it was after. Maybe. maybe it wasn't months after, but it was after to the point where like he showed up on their on Giant Bomb's night stream with like a written response to like how it made him feel <laughs> in like the most over the top but like heartfelt bullshit. Yeah, it it was just it was really dumb. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, that whole night stream is really dumb, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. like they do they do an hour and a half long interview with Phil Spencer every year, which and like I, the I fact hope that they that, still get to do somehow. Which because... I don't know how they would because he's in Seattle. So unless he just he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna come down to um I'm gonna leave San Francisco, the the and... first most infected area for the third most infected yeah, area. I'm just gonna fly on San Francisco this week. I'm just gonna stop into like all of like the big games places that I normally talk to, and I'm... just tell you, you guys what games are coming. The, I mean. I mean, that's the thing, though, with um, the the technology age that we're in. They could easily do their interviews, their conferences, their show-offs or whatever just on the internet. And so he could link up with Giant Bomb at night, and they're not in the same place, but they're doing the same thing. So, yes, I agree with you. And, like, there's no reason why they can't still do some sort of, like, web thing like a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, Like, all the publishers that do conferences, like realistically could still just do that i mean microsoft owns that fucking theater that they use they could still go down to la not have an audience and just put on a stage show (laughs) and and that's the thing about this year was like isn't it both microsoft and sony weren't gonna have presences at no microsoft so yes and no Sony is not there at all. They're not doing I, anything that week in LA yeah, that we know of. I knew, like, even before the virus, Sony was not going to have and, a presence. Yeah. EA is also the same. Like, EA, EA is. Okay. Last year they did something like three miles away from the convention center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was the second year they were doing that. Yeah. Microsoft set up, ha- like, has space on the show floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's mostly, like, just, like, ad stuff. Like, they have, like, a mixer booth and things like that. Yeah. Um, but literally across the street from the convention center is the Microsoft Theater. Well, yeah, I know. So what they do is they do their, um, they do the stage show there on like Sunday, I believe they normally, they're normally Sunday afternoon, if I remember. Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, so they do their stage show, and then the rest of the week, they just basically convert that into the, here's everything Microsoft. Yeah. But didn't we, cover that they weren't even going to have a stage show this I, year? No, they no, were. No, no, no they Phil Spencer, w- okay. as soon as Sony said they were not going, Phil Spencer tweeted, like, we're going to be there, like, okay. full thing, <laughs> like, he said something like, we own the theater, we're going to be there whether there, whether anyone else is or not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably not in this case, but... I mean, like you said, they still could with it, yeah. with no one there. Because um, they, they were able to do, like... Your press and your media and stuff like that were able to go in like a side door for like their like behind closed doors meetings for like looks at games. Mm-hmm. And then they also had like the public area where people could just come in to like see certain games that they had demos set up for, yeah. like depending on what they were showing that year. Yeah. But I think like some of the interview stuff though, while, while they definitely could do it remotely, like that stuff's always just a little weird and it's, it's different than having somebody. And like, cause I, like I've done it, like I've talked to people over Skype that like work in different industries. Yeah. Um, having somebody that's actually sitting across from you that like you're looking in the eye and talking to. Yeah. Like that's why those interviews are so good because like it's like, especially the Phil Spencer one, like it's an hour and a half and he does, he does stuff with IGN and, and GameSpot too. They're just not as long because they, they do so many interviews that they just, they have like 15 minute like blocks basically for yeah. everything. Um, but it's just an hour and a half with just Phil Spencer, 
normally like all of their nighttime stuff is usually like five or six, like five to six people on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like usually it's Jeff Gersman, Phil Spencer, and then maybe one of the other editors from the site just talking for an hour and a half about what Microsoft is doing, about games in general, like. And I am sure there's a PR person, like, literally standing right next to the camera, like, shaking their head no or yes if he's allowed to, like, say something. Yeah. And, like, violently waving their hands if he's saying something he shouldn't say. Yeah, obviously. But he comes off as just such a an honest and, like, just on-the-level guy that, like, it almost feels like he is being honest with everything he's saying and he's not, like, pitching just, like, the PR jargon. Yeah, I, honestly, if there is a PR person there, like, waving him off, I feel like he's... Probably just at times with some of the stuff he said, just been like, nah, I'm going to ignore you and still say the thing I want to yeah. fucking say anyway. And honestly, like, he's an executive, like, he's at, he's, he's the top of his division. He's been with the company for like 25 years or something crazy like that. Maybe, maybe longer at this point, probably close to 30. Like, he probably just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, it's like, what are you going to do? Fire me? Like, I run this whole thing. The only reason that Xbox is working right now is because of me. The last guy fucked it into the ground. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be weird not having E3. It's, yeah, it's, it's like for us, I don't think it's going to be that weird for the industry as a whole, probably. Um, don't, I'm sure everyone is already working on contingency plans to do something, to have some sort of presentation. Yeah. Like, so the weird thing, so Microsoft has to do something because the Xbox comes out this year. Yeah. Sony has to do something because the PS5 comes out this year. Doesn't have to initially be around E3, but they're going to have mm-hmm. to do something. And, and like you said, at least with Sony, they already weren't going to be there. Yeah. They already weren't going to have something. Yeah. So it doesn't... Like, we already knew that they weren't going to show something for the PlayStation 5 until either earlier or later, depending on when their PlayStation thing is, the PlayStation experience. I, well, I they're not. They, do, they're probably not doing it. Yeah. Because they have historically announced it before now. They haven't done one in two years. Like, okay. I think that... Like, I don't think we're ever going to get another PlayStation experience, because um, that was... A relic of the previous kind of yeah the pure the previous reign of people there like yeah. everyone that kind of ran that company during like the launch of the PS4 when like Sony was actually doing everything right isn't there anymore like there Shuei Yoshida is the only person still there and they put they they moved him off to the side yeah so like it's it's for for better or worse a completely different company at this point mm-hmm. um who doesn't they do not seem to care as much about the consumer as like. Sean Layden and Andrew House and Shuei and, like, those people at least pretended to. Yeah. Like, it's like, those guys all understood that, like, the consumers were the ones buying their shit. So, while you don't have to do everything the consumer wants, the more you do that benefits the consumer, the more of your shit they're going to buy. Mm-hmm. The guys in charge now don't seem to care as much. Mm-hmm. They also don't seem to care about the U.S. because they're all European. <laughs> yeah. Like, I if Gamescom happens, which... By October, September, September, October. I forget. What By the fall, happen. yeah. <laughs> hopefully, all this shit has kind of cleared up and it's mm-hmm. safe. Because if Gamescom gets canceled, that's fucking huge. Because that's like the biggest game show in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think because I think that's bigger than TGS. Probably at this point. I mean, there's just so many people in Europe that it's such an easy trip for them. Yeah, from that's true. Any country in Europe, really. I know TGS gets packed, yeah, but I don't know like size of venue for Gamescom versus size of venue for TGS. Mm-hmm. Uh, except the UK now, UK well, it's not going to be fair. It's easier for us. Oh yeah, <laughs> it probably is easier for us to get. to No, I mean Europe. easier than us. I don't know. I mean, it's 
still they can still take cheaper. a train with a passport. We can take a plane with a passport. Yeah, but for it's... eight hours. Yeah, theirs takes forty five minutes. Yeah, but how long do you have to wait to get on that train? Probably, Probably not, not that long. long. Like the way you, the rail ha- system in Europe works. Yeah, have it's you ever? Like, I'm not trying to actually. Dick. Have I'm, you ever I'm, left the country before? No, but I'm also just making fun yeah. of Brexit. No, no, That's I understand. All. Yeah, um, cu- getting through customs actually isn't bad. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Like, as long as you don't have anything you shouldn't have. It's- yeah, exactly. Like, it takes, like, a little while, but I'm sure, like, for rail stuff, it's it's much quicker than, like, airlines, I would assume. Especially going from, like, you know, one European country to another, even if they're not part of the EU. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, well, what the fuck? You've been here before. You, you have 30 stamps for this country in your book. Yeah. <laughs> If you're doing something, you're doing it very well. Good for you, sir. Um, but yeah, Microsoft and Ubisoft have already announced that they're going to still do some sort of digital stream. So that I was wondering if, if like a Ethan. Ubisoft or Bethesda would do anything. Um, apparently, Warner Brothers was going to have a press conference this year at E3. Don't know what's going to happen now with them. If they're just going to, what were they going to announce? They're the the not happening fucking Batman game. Well, because I don't believe that Rocksteady is ever releasing another game. Well, Rocksteady's not making another Batman game. The, yeah, they are. They're making a Turtles game. Let's. They're not. The, I mean, we that, Warner Brothers. We announced that forever, uh, well, they different were studio to, but... is making that Batman game. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Mon- I think it's Montreal, isn't it? I believe so. Uh. There's a Harry Potter game, apparently. Yeah, that got leaked a long time ago. Yeah, and which, whatever Rocksteady's making. Which, they're not making Ninja Turtles game. I don't know. I don't think Warner Brothers owns the rights to Ninja Turtles. That's long been the rumor. Um, But also, the last Ninja Turtles game fucking bombed, and that was only like two years ago, three years sure. ago. So sure. I just don't think that they would be putting... Just because that, that property is not what it was, and while it would be cool, I also don't know how well it would do. Like... They, they need to know. give it. They need to give it to the um, Dynasty Warriors people and just have Ninja Turtle Warriors. <sighs> Listen, I mean, if anyone was gonna, if you said this company is gonna make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game and it was gonna be good, and you said it was gonna be platinum, everyone would have agreed. But then they went ahead and did it, and it blew Dick. He's not wrong. I never. I don't even remember it. It was not exactly. Good. A f- fucking platinum made a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, but that, that was sucked. that was also the era when they were doing a lot of licensed games, and all those licensed games were bad. Yep, yeah. Like platinum needs to keep making like their own games and stay away from the licensed stuff. But yeah, so yeah, no E three. We'll see what summer brings for everything else. Yeah, I mean, does San Diego Comic Con happen? It's, it's currently it's... still on. Yeah, but, but who like, knows? Yeah, who knows? And the thing that also really sucks is a lot of like. The small, like the, like not necessarily for E3, but for something like maybe San Diego Comic Con and other comic conventions, is the small creators and yeah. the artists and things like that. They're going to be losing out on a lot of business. Yeah, like um, like a buddy of of Erica and I, like he is an artist. Like he does books. Like I've talked about his books on on the yeah. show before. Um, like he was supposed to go to Emerald City Comic Con last weekend, or the, I forget when that was supposed to be. And I I think that that whole show ended up getting canceled because. A bunch of major publishers dropped out of it. Yeah. But, like, he didn't go there, so he didn't make money there. And, like, yeah. his job... He, he does not work for Marvel or DC. He does not have a reoccurring monthly book that is paying him money. So, like, his money comes from, like, the shit that he draws yeah. and sells, like, commissions and selling prints and copies of his own books at conventions. Yeah. And for every convention that he misses, like you said, like, 
he's losing money. Like, yeah, it, it, and like he probably had to pay to get the booth there, which then might have lost the money. No, if they if they cancel the show, they get reimbursed for it. Yeah, true. Especially, and if they cancel with enough time, they get reimbursed for it. Okay. And in some cases, in Artist Alley at least, um, if you are invited, I don't think you have to pay for the table. Okay. And he he is big enough that a lot of these shows invite him. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, he does all of the shows, so, like, they know he's going to be there, they know he has quality work, they know people, like, buy his stuff. So, he like, he's, like, a guaranteed, like... He's going to show up and actually have shit to do. Yeah. He's not going to show up with, like, a portfolio of things that he stole off of somebody else. Yeah. It's just... It, 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 it is a rough situation in, like, the expo world right now, and hopefully, like, things will get better, and yeah. hopefully, like, not too many shows... Not too many shows get canceled. The um funny thing is, I was talking to a friend, I told them about E3 probably being canceled last night, and uh, she texted me back. She's a dog groomer, and she was like, well, none of the grooming expos have been canceled yet. And my response to that is, well, nerds are notoriously bad at hygiene, um, so it honestly makes sense that they're canceling this stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, shows in general, like, I'm pretty sure I saw South by Southwest got canceled. Uh, yes, and I think Coachella is There was some weird shit with that, with South by Southwest, because I also saw, like, they fired a bunch of people. Oh. Um, but so one of my clients does, I, I've talked about it before, they do, like, booth setup at conventions. Mm-hmm. Like, they assemble, like, the big elaborate things that certain booths have. And, like, we're not, I'm not talking about, like, comic conventions. Like, they did a ton of stuff at the toy show in New York that yeah. was over the last week, like, last week. Mm-hmm. And they do, like, um, CES and, like, they had, like, booths for, like, big tech companies and shit like that. Yeah. Um, that apparently, like, tons of, like, people are, like, canceling their show. Like, the yeah. shows aren't necessarily getting, being canceled, but, like, they're dealing with a lot of people, like, canceling because, like, they're not doing the show. I, I have a friend on Facebook who is, like, an, an event conference planner or something like that. No. She's, like, low on work. She's do you not- really have a friend? No, we, we went to college together. Like, a friend on Facebook. That's all I said. So, an acquaintance. Yeah. A friend on Facebook. We're friended on Facebook. Whether they're acquaintance or not, we're still friended on Facebook. Yeah. I understand you're grasping for friends. I get it. But, like, she's, like, uh, like I said, like a, a conference event planner or something like that. I really don't know what she does, but, like, she's just talking, like... You're a bad friend. The the industry <laughs> is, like, 40-something million, losing, like, 40-something million dollars yeah. because people are canceling because of this. And, it, like, it makes... We understand it. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, the stock market basically like damn near crashed on monday yeah like i mean it's been crashing for like a week no but i mean like the dow jones lost like 1300 points on monday 2000 points was it up to 2000 yeah so it was the worst single day loss since 2008 so i'm hearing i should put a a hundred dollars into dow jones so that when everything comes back i'm gonna be a gazillionaire with my point that's fifth of a share that's not how that works but you do it anyway um but yeah, when I saw it, it was earlier in the day, and it was only at like the twelve to fifteen hundred. I didn't realize it got all the way up to two thousand. That's insane. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking points. Yeah. Um, it lost fifteen hundred today. Jesus, five percent. Because it's stable. Didn't it stabilize yesterday? Was it like it didn't go up, but it kind of just stopped falling? Um, uh, not really. Oh, May, uh, maybe a little, and then it had spiked up in the morning, and then lost all of that and more. Yeah, but I know like airlines are suffering. Like I saw one, I forget what airline. It wasn't like a major one. Like filed bankruptcy because nobody is flying. Yeah, like I've seen pictures on like Twitter of like like from like celebrities and stuff like that of like them their picture them taking like pictures in airports where like LAX is just a fucking ghost town. Yeah. 
So in Europe, apparently a bunch of airports have rules where if airlines don't have enough flights into their airport throughout a year, they can change how many flights the airlines get to fly into that airport at all. So some airlines are sending planes with literally zero passengers just because they have to to meet a quota. That's crazy. And like they're trying to get laws changed or at least temporarily paused because they're losing money because they're burning thousands of gallons of airline fuel to send a flight from London to Berlin because they have to. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. That's nuts. Man. But yeah, like it's it's a weird fucking time. Yeah. Uh there was there was something else I wanted to mention about like ridiculous how weird it is. It's just yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it does. Um but after that, what else do we got? So uh, also game related um f- in another just crumbling industry where nothing is ever good for them. Um GameStop um is is bringing on some new blood for their board of directors. Yeah, yeah they may be coming back after their uh yeah. 20 25% quarterly loss. Uh and they've just been hemorrhaging stores. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um they have three potential new uh, or not potential they have three people joining their board of directors currently. Um I don't have it open. So it's it's James Manick who is um from PetSmart and Sam's Club. Which I I wonder if Sam's Club also means means he was involved in Walmart because they're the same company. Yeah, um, and probably. Then, then there's William Simon who actually was Walmart, Pepsi, and Nabisco. Yeah, they're on the board now. Yeah, like they joined when this news came out, or probably before. And then next month, um, one Reggie Fizami. Who who's that? Who's uh, that? former president of Nintendo of America, um, who retired last year. Yeah. Um, will be joining their board of directors. Which, that's like an interesting move. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like they're trying to get people that have, you know, businesses that have actually made money in the last five years. Business and game experience. Like, game experience from Reggie, business experience from the other two guys. Yeah. That, like, they're consistently shoving out business. Like, PepsiCo is not losing money. Walmart, Sam's Club, they're not losing money. Yeah. And Reggie I mean, just knows the game industry so well that it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he knows the game industry, and I don't know how much of the marketing that was done around Nintendo during his tenure was, was um like, that he was, like, actually involved in the, um like, the planning and implementation of. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure as the president of the American branch, like, he probably had a lot to do with even just the approvals of it. Oh, yeah. But, like, they were good... They were good at marketing from like 2005 through 2011, and then they dropped the ball from 2012 to 2016, and then picked it back up when the Switch launched. Yeah. It was like that, that Wii U era where they just kind of fucking forgot that, you know, they have to tell people that they have video games. Yeah. And that this is a new system and not an add-on for your existing yeah. Wii. And like, honestly, that was also the era when Iwata had passed away, so there was just a lot yeah. of weird, unexpected change for mm-hmm. that company internally. Yeah. So not entirely unexpected, but yeah, like I definitely not news I expected to hear that he was. St- and I mean, board of directors does not mean he is working for GameStop. Like he's just like he is. He's like part of the head of GameStop that like the decision making. So all the board of directors basically is, you know, quarterly or however often they do it, there will be a board of directors meeting where any major decisions that w- will impact the company get like explained to the board of directors who then 
basically vote on whether or not they want to do it or not. Yeah. Like, he is not like an executive for GameStop now. He's not going to be working there weekly or daily or whatever. But, like, he will be involved in, like, the top-level decision-making in some aspect. Yeah. So. It's 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 interesting. It's... I wonder if he can bring it back. Um, knowing that they lost 25% last quarter, I should probably go spend my ThinkGeek gift card. Yep. Um, pretty you, soon. You should just see if you can spend your ThinkGeek gift card. I mean... Well, it's say safe. you can use it at GameStop. It says it doesn't expire. Yeah. It says you can use it at GameStop. Oh, it says it doesn't expire? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, gift yeah, cards... But- I'm supposed to say they don't expire, though. Some like, do, though. Yeah, like, so the Visa gift cards expire. They do, but don't. Like, you have to pay a fee after a certain amount of time. Yeah, it's usually like after that. a year, they take $5 off of it every yeah. year. Yeah. Or every month after the first year. Yeah, something, I don't know. So, like, they basically expire because eventually the money's just going to disappear. Yeah. Um, what was next? Oh. Um, so we have a couple new uh, television series coming out. Well, well, in there production. Are, yeah, there are in, new in shows in development. They're not um, even at production yet, unfortunately. The, the the big one, which is just in development, just in the works, there's going to be a Last of Us series. At HBO. On HBO. Um, and it, so, Neil Druckmann, the... What is he at Naughty Dog now? Is he, is he like, the head of Naughty Dog at this point? So probably. I think he's, like, the creative director, let's sure. say. He, he wrote the Last of Us games. He, he co-wrote Last of Us. Or co-wrote the Last of Us games. He co-wrote Uncharted 1, 2, and 4. I don't think... Did he co-write 1 and 2? It was on Wiki. He was... It was on Wiki as writer and producer. I know him and I cannot remember the other guy's name. Um, Like, he co-wrote Last of Us 1 with somebody else, and I'm drawing a blank on their name. I thought he was just involved in, like, production in some way for 1, 2, and 3. It said writer and producer, I think. Okay, so I I think he has, like, a writing and producing Mm -hmm. credit because um, Bruce Straley, that's who it was. Um, they, like, worked on bits of the first one, yeah. f- the first two, and then during three is when they did Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, Last of Us. Um. And, uh, the other co-writer for the series is Craig Mazin, who, uh, he wrote the blockbuster masterpieces, the Hangover movies. They're, f- the first two are fun. The first one is, like, funny. Yeah. The second one is okay. The third one is, like, alright, they ran out of ideas. Uh, I even forgot the third one existed. But he also co-wrote or wrote the Chernobyl show HBO that was thing. the HBO Chernobyl series, miniseries. Which was very well received. People yeah, really yeah. liked it. I, I want to watch it. Also, dr- well, you have HBO. So I do. I don't think you... you do you no, even remember what your logins are for it's, it? It's on my phone. Um, Like, talk about drastically different fucking shit. Yeah. That's yeah. like Jordan <laughs> Peele going from Key and Peele to fucking... Um, Get out. Get out and, mm-hmm. and, um, what was, like, us? us. Yeah. yeah. I haven't Which, seen that one. I haven't seen Get Out or Us, but I know how. Get Out's actually and, really good. And he also does, uh, the Twilight series. Or not the yep, Twilight yep, he Zone. He does Twilight Zone. series. He's responsible for, um, Twilight, Robert Pattinson as his Twilight Zone series. He, he actually even did the spinoff Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, the, uh, that's why I added the Hangover. Like, I was trying to get, like, his credits and I saw that he did the Hangover. I'm like, yeah. That's, like, so different yeah but like it shows he has versatility yeah which is awesome and like yeah the last of us series is very serious so it would be nice to have that little bit of like possible potential goofiness that he can throw into um like a like a uh what's it called feel like a hangover feel type of thing so do you guys have any actors actresses that you'd want to see play joel or ellie or in in drew's case do you have any wrestlers you'd like to see cast (laughs) as joel and ellie (laughs) 
trying to think if anyone would fit either of the. Well, like, I mean, obviously, a, you need to get Ellen Page to be Ellie. She's like forty. I know, but it was everyone thought it was her. Yeah. Back in the day, that's why I'm saying it. I'm I mean, not, Ashley Johnson is also too old at Ashley this point John- to play a twelve-year-old. Ashley Johnson's way too old to be able to play Ellie. Um, well, not way too old, but yeah, she's too old to play Ellie as well. Um, so I, I think she's like in her late thirties. Late. Thir- I, I think believe- Ellen Page is actually, actually late thirties also. Actually, I think Ashley Johnson is very late thirties, almost forty. Like, I think she's one of the oldest in Critical Role besides Talis and Jaffe. I don't right. think that's true. So Ellen Page is thirty-three. Is she? She is a year younger than. Me. I thought she was like two years older than us. Nope. February Ashley Johnson is thirty-six. Thirty-six. Okay. And I think Travis Willingham is in his forties. And I think Laura Bailey is almost forty. Oh, uh, what's the the girl from Game of Thrones? Oh, Travis Willingham's thirty. Amelia Clark? No. Uh, Maisie Williams. Yeah, her. I could see it. She's I, I also a little see. too old at this point. Like yeah. she is like twenty-ish. Yeah, but like, so she it, could be like the older Ellie. Um, so I saw somebody point out online. Um, the the youngest daughter from Last Man Standing. Yeah. Would have actually made a good Ellie, like maybe like three years ago. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, she's good at having, like, an attitude, and I think she is, like, 20-ish now, too, but, like, the last time I saw her on TV, like, she still definitely can, p- like, pull younger, Yeah. but I don't think she could pull, like, the 13, 14-year-old that, like, Ellie's supposed to be. No, and that's that's going to be the problem with trying to figure out who we want to play Ellie is... Not knowing we, There's, like... Come on, you have nieces and nephews. You don't mean you don't watch all the tween shows? They're, they're not... Like, they're nowhere near tweens. <laughs> so... Like, I figured you honestly. I was just trying to give you a way out because I just assumed you watched all of that stuff. I mean, I, I watched uh, what was that Lock and Key? Which I mean, the girl in Lock and Key would probably be good, but she she looks older than yeah. She's probably late teens. I would she, assume like she eighteen is, or nineteen. I believe she's sixteen, but she looks older than sixteen. I think she's sixteen years. in the show. I think in real life she's probably a few years older. No, I, I think in real life she's sixteen years. I, oh. I looked. I. I did look it up. I was like, "You wanted to see if she was legal." <laughs> I just, I just want to know how old she was. Um, because I, I did see Amelia the, Jones. I believe that's what her name was. She was the only female in that show the under only... the age of thirty. Yeah, okay. she's eighteen. Okay, I thought she was. So I think the the kid that played the older brother was in like his late twenties. Because I, I had seen him in something else, and I'm just like, where, where, where the fuck do I know him from? I looked him up. I'm like, God, he's like twenty five. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Damon as a Joel. All right, I, I, At, for Joel, why the fuck not Troy Baker? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if he's if he's if he's up for it, like, is he a screen actor though? He he's done live stuff, like he he's done stage acting, he's done screen acting. Okay. Look, he is charming as fuck, incredibly handsome, and like already voiced the character and yeah. did all the mocap. Like, I mean, I I didn't realize he, was, I didn't think about him having had been a screen actor. Yeah, Troy Baker would be the obvious choice if. If he goes for it, but he is also now a little bit older than he was back then. He's like 40. Yeah. He, or I'm sorry, be, he's like 44, 45, no, I think. He, well, yeah, he'll be 44 this year. Yeah. I, uh, I meant to say he is in his 40s, but not like, he is 40. The, the show isn't even in, is barely even in pre-production at the moment. Like It'll never actually come out. No. Well, <laughs> there, it's the, in development, so it's not even studio, in pre-production. Yet. The studio that's working on it is the studio... That is doing the Uncharted movie. Oh yeah, exactly. Why yeah. it'll never come out? So like the that, Uncharted that, movie that, that's been in development the, for fifteen years. Yeah, like it, yeah. The, the Uncharted movie has been in development longer than the, the game series has existed. <laughs> it's but it's it's that PlayStation Productions that they like recently announced, kind of or whatever. Like 
That's yeah. The that's one, they announced it like late last year. Yeah. So that's who's doing the Uncharted one. That's who's going to be doing this one. Um. They they have announced all the female characters that are going to be in it, and Ellie is one of them. And, well, that, I mean, Ellie has to be in yeah, it. Yeah, and a bunch of other female characters I don't remember. Ellie and Joel both have to be in it, or it's not The Last of Us. It's just a thing happening in that world. Yeah. It's Fear the Fucking Walking Dead, and we see how bad that shit is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, that's the other problem. I don't think we need another zombie-related thing on... Yeah. Like, AMC has 12 of them now. We don't need another. But it, uh, again, but they're all, it's also a very different world, and... yeah. That game, the game leaned way more into the human, humans are the danger more than the, the actual clickers. Yeah. Whereas like the walking dead slowly went that way and the humans were just never actually threatening. Yeah. Like they were always just shitty human beings. But the last of us is also a very isolated series. It was in a group of 43 fucking people. That yeah. su- that all knew how to just headshot people from thirty fucking feet away. Yeah, it's it's. I don't think it's gonna be as much of a zombie film as much as or, or zombie. It's gonna be like a survival series. series. Yeah, it'll be like a survival drama, like suspense series. Like Walking Dead, first couple seasons were straight up zombies, and then it became yeah like that other thing that it is now that it kind it's not good. Nobody anymore. likes. Yeah, this is different. Like especially because they're building off such a like. Walking Dead was well was relatively well known when they started it. This is so well known, and there's also no lore to it besides the games. Yeah, where there was a little bit more lore because they had a lot more to work with. Yeah, I think by with, the time the series, I think by the time the actual show started, they had at least they were the like a hundred issues in almost. They had at least the first thirty. Um, like Glenn hadn't died by the time the series started. No, I think he did. I don't think so. Um. So, the Walking Dead comic launched in 2003. Generally, it takes 8 to 10 years to do 100 issues of a comic, um, if they're monthly. And the show launched in 2011, I believe. So, like, it would have been right on, like, the cusp I of mean, that. Glenn died in SG-100. I know, that's what I'm saying. It would have been, like, right on the cusp. I'm looking it up. I, I feel like it happened way after the show started, but... yeah. Yeah, Walking Dead issue 100 actually released July 11th, 2012, um, and just the Walking Dead series, October 2010. So it was two years before Glenn was murdered. So that was 80 issues? Yeah, so they had... So more than 30, but not quite to the 100. Yeah, but they had a huge repertoire of things to pull off of a good amount of And they ran for 12 years before they killed Glenn, for real. They they half (laughs) killed him a few times. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is something that they could definitely build off a lot better than they did with The Walking Dead because it's so lore, like, sparse. Because, like, we really know nothing about the world besides there's these zombie things that come from mushrooms, basically. That, yeah. Like, we know nothing else. Well, it all started on Uncharted 3. Is that what people are trying to say? No, there's literally a newspaper clipping in Uncharted 3 that says, like, weird plant oh, right. thing oh. happening. I, I don't remember that. It's been a while since yeah. I played Uncharted 3. Um, but other than the Last of Us stuff, um, it was also announced that Taika Watiti is going to be developing a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series for Netflix. Two Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series for Netflix. Both animated. I didn't know it was two. Yeah. I was, didn't know they were animated, or it was animated. That The article I was looking at today said there's two Charlie and the Chocolate Factory animated series. I don't know why you need two. Yeah. Why, um, why two? Um, well, one to follow Charlie, one to follow Willie. Maybe. Or maybe it's like one that follows Charlie and the other one that follows all the kids that should have got the chocolate factory. 
Hmm. Because, like, let, let's be real. Charlie was a poor kid. He had no business acumen. acumen. <laughs> um, he was just going to fucking run that business into the ground, and they were all going to be Oh, because Mikey TV was going to do any better? No, but Veruca Salt's dad was a fucking business owner. Oh, she would have been fine. She yep. was actually prepared to run a business. She was a greedy little bitch, but that's what you need for a business owner. That's I a mean, fair point. Yeah, you're you're not wrong there. According to The Guardian, it says, we'll make two Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series for Netflix. No, I believe you. I just yeah. did, I did not catch that part of it. Yeah. I, I and I have no idea why. I very that was a thing I very much scanned. Are we sure that's not a weird UK thing and they mean two seasons nope. of one show? Netflix US. <laughs> according to Netflix Twitter for the US, Taika Waititi will write direct an EP two animated series based on the works of Roald Dahl. Oh, so it's only two series. The first oh, is based. Oh, okay. so the, that So okay. it's not two Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series. Oh, no, it is. So the it, first is it's based Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Charlie and the Glass Elevator? No. The first is based on the world of characters of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The second is a wholly original take on the Oompa Loompas that builds their, their world. Okay. So it's going to be okay. the fucking right. Ewoks cartoon. <laughs> 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 all right. So it's not all within and around that just yeah. the factory because you guys know there was a sequel to charlie and the chocolate factory the book yes where yeah. like they ride the glass elevator to like the moon Space. and yeah. charlie fucking saves the president of the united states and gets like the medal of honor or some shit yeah. like it goes places yeah when netflix announced their rolled doll set a series of animated shows we did talk about it did we relatively in like i don't yes. remember that yeah rolled um, doll is weird it's uh it's a weird name According to yeah. Netflix, a quote that I got from uh, one of the... Um, it's from Variety. Is it from Variety? Yeah, because you accidentally linked the word Netflix okay. to a Variety ar- article. I just copied yeah. and pasted like the, the, the quote. It's like, the shows will retain the quintessential spirit and tone of the original story while building out the world and characters for far beyond the pages of the doll books for the very first time. Only this says he shows. I, just whatever. <laughs> just whatever. Okay? But... So, that is pretty cool. Yeah. So you watched Onward? Yeah, I went and saw Onward on Friday. Did so you did cry? we. I did cry. Did I you did cry? Not. I started to cry. So like, you're a heartless bitch. Yes. Is what like, I'm hearing. Uh... I, got, I got teary-eyed. It made me like... No, he just cries at the drop yeah. of a hat. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, Not a hat, but like maybe a porcelain hat. I, honestly, I think the only reason you weren't a blubbering mess when you watched the... um. The Arrow finale was because I was it's here. Because you were no, I started to tear up. When no, I no, but I mean, like, like you weren't just like full on ugly yeah. crying because I was sitting here. Yeah, and you um, were just <laughs> doing everything you could to hold it in. I'm gonna be, I I'm was, gonna be tough. I was on a date and I saw the movie and I was starting to cry. Wow, like, look at you going on a date. Yeah, like, um, it's like you're a real boy all of a sudden. But I thought it was yeah, a real boy taking a girl to a children's <laughs> movie for a date. <laughs> I asked her if she wanted to see it, and she said, fuck yeah. So, you know? Look, th- there is nothing wrong with that. Like, Pixar movies and the DreamWork movies are perfect. Th- was that DreamWorks or Pixar? No, it's Pixar. Uh, it's Pixar yeah. Okay. I thought so, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Like, they're everybody movies, yeah, but that, uh, no, that was funny. No, <laughs> yeah. I Trust me, when I got there and it was mostly parents and their kids. Mostly? You were probably the only two adults there not with children. Maybe. I have gone to see those movies with Erica before. Yeah, he brings his wife on dates to go see those movies. That's different. We're married already. Doesn't matter. She, I asked her if she, if she said no, Wait, she didn't want to see go, it. Did you go with um, Eric and Audra? Because I know they no. went to see it with the kids. No, I saw they Audra went and saw it with the kids on uh, Sunday. I saw it on Friday. 
Um, had they been, like, I thought they were going to wait a little bit longer before they brought the kids, I would have gone again, but I couldn't really swing it wait, in the same so, weekend. Which, which theater did you go to? Um, Defford. What time? Um. Oh, man, you may have double dated and not even <laughs> known about it. Uh, it was Friday. Uh-huh. At six o'clock. Okay, no, we went to the eight o'clock. We almost went to the eight o'clock, but we decided <laughs> to go to six. It would have been real funny if you, we were in the same Man, you guys almost double dated and didn't even know it. Almost. Thank God we didn't. But anyway, I thought it was a good movie. It was really fun. Um, uh-huh. There was a lot of nerd, like, fantasy references in it. Yeah. Wow, that's lame. Um, I, I mean, a lot of the premise of the movie is... Is Dungeons like, and Dragons. Is a, yeah, there's a in in world game based on the game's world that is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, because like this world used to be all magical, but then people like found electricity and shit and stopped doing magic. But then some company developed a game based on like the magical history of yeah. this universe that actually is like, still like, like real stuff. The spells in the game for like. Firebolt or or lightning bolt or levitation were the actual spells they used to say in the world. Is firebolt an actual move? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. The, it was on a beast cast at one point. Like everyone gave Vinny a hard time for saying that, and yeah, I just yeah. thought that was not a real thing. No. Nope. Yeah. It's it's uh like like think of it as like a crossbow, like a bolt. That's what it is. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like you're shooting from a crossbow, but it's like a bolt of fire. Like yeah. Bolt. Okay. Um. But yeah, it was I it. Honestly, the reason I started to tear up because it it did help me. Like, did like I was the younger brother to the older brother, and I felt that brotherly connection. And except like, you, you and your brother never get along. <laughs> no, like me and him, we like I looked up to him my entire life. We got along. And wait, so Chris like, Pratt and um Tom uh, Holland. Tom Holland are brothers. Yes. yes. Oh, I didn't think they were related because of the way that the trailer shows it. No, they're. I don't they're, even remember what the trailer shows. The trailer like. makes it seem like the the smaller one, like the Tom Holland character, like uses like the staff and it resurrects like half the dad, right? Yes. And then they're on a mission to try and get the other half of the dad for yeah. a day or something like that. To, to, they have a day before the spell ends to and they, finish the incantation, get the rest of it. Yeah, they have and, to find a gem. Yeah. So I was just under the spell. impression with the way, like, and I didn't pay a ton of attention to the trailers that they weren't related because it just seemed like the younger brother was like, "Oh, it's my dad. I have to go get my dad," and like the other guy was just like along for the ride. Yeah. No, they're they're supposed to be brothers, or they are brothers, not supposed to be. And like it, it like I really like being the younger brother, and like I just felt that connection because like I always did look up to Eric and stuff like that, and it's just what a fucking uh, mistake. <laughs> look, I, he he may suck, but he is my brother. Um. Yeah, and it, it also because there is that portion of fatherly love, and like my dad has always worked two to three jobs yeah, my entire life. Your dad's life. a good guy. He's a great guy, and like he's always worked so much that mm-hmm. like I'm not saying I was raised by my brother, but like I didn't see my dad as often. So he was he wasn't absentee, but he was yeah he was always busy or always sleeping or whatever. That like I just I can't. I don't know. It sounded like you're talking shit on your dad saying <laughs> no. he was an absentee father. <laughs> no, he was. I was gonna say your dad's a really good guy. You should dad, stop being such a shitty son. My dad is the greatest guy in the world. It's just like I connected. Yeah, now you're so... backtracking after saying he was an absentee father and you were alone all your life. It was just I connected God. so strongly with this movie. I'm telling Jensen so that she can tell your dad. She probably hears all this already. <laughs> she hears it already. Um, but yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was fun. Drew, how much did you hate it? No, I really liked okay. it. Yeah, I, the the like nerdy references to things mm-hmm. like 
like they're going on a quest like the the older brother is like he's like the i'm i'm guessing he was like the dungeon master for yeah. the, the game and, and like him and his friends play and it seems like he's the dungeon master and he's like oh wait i know exactly what we need to do because this is a quest we played in whatever yeah. the, the game's called yeah. and, and like they they made war like, quest or whatever they made and, uh a potential critical role reference that people are saying when he's talking about mages from the past. It's Alora the Magnificent. Alora is a mage from Critical the, Role. It, who knows? Certainly. It's also the princess from Sleeping Beauty. No, that's Aurora. Oh, that's true, isn't yeah. it? I would I would not be shocked if it's a critical role reference. Yeah. Like now in hindsight I'm kinda of wondering if I should watch it again to see if there's any adventure zone references <laughs> anywhere in there. But like they go to a, a a tavern that's run by a manticore. Yeah. And, like, but it's become basically a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And, like, like, there's a person dressed up in a manticore suit while the actual manticore is still there. Just, she's just the owner. Yeah. Like, cor- all, and it's all corporate now. And it- he kept, he, they kept trying to, like, go directly to where they thought they needed to go to. But the brother was like, no, you take the path less traveled. That's, this is too direct. This is not the actual way to go. We gotta go this way. And he just draws this random outline. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how you D&D. Or should yeah. be how you D&D. Like, I, I loved it. And I, I would see it again. Or I would, I would definitely watch it again. You can go on another I, date. <laughs> I think you may enjoy it. Actually. Oh, no. Like, I want to see it. Like, I like the Pixar movies. Yeah. Um, like, it's just a lot of times we don't go see them in the theater because, like, children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just parents bring kids to the movies that shouldn't be in movie theaters yet. Agreed. And my, they my, have no consideration for anybody. My screening wasn't that like it was worse for Sonic and I saw that midday on a Monday than it was for this and Did I you saw see it, it the Monday after it came out. Yeah, I saw it the Monday after that it came out. That was President's out. Day. That was your pro- your where but you I, fucked up. But all the kids the were off time, from school. At the same time, it wasn't bad. Okay. Like, it like yeah, like I could hear kids like talking or or saying something or whatever behind me a few rows back. But like it was on a, it, it helped a little bit too because like hearing them get excited, I was like, oh, I'm getting yeah. excited too. The pr- the problem is a lot but, of times like in 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 our luck, it's not them just excited because of the movie. It's them not knowing how to not talk. So they're literally yeah. just talking about mm-hmm. other stuff. Or like a child who's too fucking young to be in the movie theater crying the whole fucking time and the parent being too fucking ignorant to just walk outside with them. Yeah. Um, but like I got lucky. Like with- I wish there was a punch button where you could just like <laughs> push a button and somebody would just come in and punch the parent in the fucking face. Not the kid. It's not their fault that they don't understand. But just like every time their kid makes a noise, the parent just gets fucking punched in the face. Like as yeah. hard as they can. But uh, onward. It was good. It was good. I, I liked, liked it. it. Nice. Go see it. Yeah. Uh, you uh, watched a couple of things this past weekend. I Yeah. So, randomly during the week, um, I was looking for something to put on while I was working, and that new Pokemon remake movie came out on Netflix. I, I My brother was telling me yeah. that he watched so it. So, it, it's Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, yeah. which is a basically a scene-for-scene remake of Pokemon, the first movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to watch it Saturday, but... I just fell asleep. Yeah, it's it's all like CGI, like 3D graphic stuff. Um, the Pokemon look really cool ninety percent of the time. I feel like the people didn't though. Yeah, like they didn't look great, and I didn't like most of the voices. Um, because like the Ash voice was fine, like it sounded enough like the original voice. Um, but Misty's in particular, and um, Nurse Joy 
I did not think they sounded right. Yeah. Like, they, they sounded too off. And, I mean, I haven't seen the cartoon in 20 years, so yeah. I don't really know what their more modern voices sound like anyway. Yeah. Not that not that Misty's been on the show for 20 years anyway. Um, but it was good. Like, like that was always a, a fun Pokemon movie where... Yeah. Because that was the one where, like, the beginning of that movie was the first time you got to see, like, um... A Don Fane. Yeah, I a Don Fane. I think, I think the, the Pikachu short, which was not remade for this, it was Pikachu's Vacation. Oh. Um, it was the first time you saw, like, a snubble. I forgot to mention, because you're talking about the Pikachu short. The short before Onward. Oh, fuck. It was Simpsons. It was the Simpsons. Yeah, it was the Maggie thing, right? Yeah. 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 I, I wasn't expecting that. I knew that. I, I saw that online, like, a, a few days prior to the movie coming out. Yeah. And it, like, I was like, holy shit. I never, I didn't even think that, like, Disney would do that with their shorts and do, like, a Simpsons thing or something. Because I forgot Disney owned Simpsons now. Right. Yeah. I actually hadn't even correlated the two. I'm just like, oh, it's Simpsons. They're huge. Like, Yeah. But it was like, and it was, like, when I saw it, I was like, this is a kid's movie. What are you doing with the Simpsons? I mean, the Simpsons are mostly, like, mm. family friendly. Uh, especially uh, the last, like, 20 years of Simpsons, yeah. Yeah, like, you're remembering, like, back when The Simpsons used to be able to be edgy in, like, the er- the 90s? They don't get to do that anymore. No. It's been pretty watered down since, like, 1997. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like Maggie shot Mr. Burns, and then they they went real PC. Did okay. you guys know that, um, I guess Matt Groening or somebody from, like, the production company wrote a letter to Barbara Bush in, like, 1990 when she was still the first lady as Marge Simpson, basically set, like, saying, like, look, I, I hear that you've, like, trashed my family before, and, like, I'm sorry we're not perfect, and, like, basically wrote this, like, long letter, like, explaining herself to the first lady of the United States <laughs> um, as a fictional character. I did not know that. Yeah. It's very funny. But, uh, yeah, the Pokemon movie was, was fine. Like, I... Yeah. It's the first movie. Like, it- I've seen it before. They definitely changed... A, like, not changed, changed, but sort of, like, elaborated and... and a little bit on a few different things. Okay. Yeah. Um, Did you cry? No. The fuck, man. I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, but still. Like, I can watch I, that scene a million times and still get teary-eyed when he turns also, stone. Also, I was... Honestly, I was watching it and just angry at some of the cinematography... Like, like, the directing choices that they made with it. So, like... A. Ash seems to not give a fuck about any of his other Pokemon in this movie. Like... He's, like, yelling, like, he's trying to to stop the other ones, but, like, this motherfucker dives off of, like, a 12-story fucking balcony to try and save Pikachu. Meanwhile, he just throws Pokeballs at the other ones, like, here, fucking get into these, maybe you'll be okay. Um, then, like, not, like, he jumps off of the thing to try and get Pikachu, and then when that doesn't work, he jumps into an unknown hole to follow the ball that it got trapped in. Meanwhile, his other Pokemon got taken, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah. And, like... He is, like, sitting on this conveyor belt, hugging Pikachu after he gets him back. And then, like, Bulbasaur and Squirtle pop out of their balls. And he's like, oh, hey, guys. And, like, they're all happy to see him. They come over and hug him. And, like, he's still just holding on to Pikachu. Remember, I've always said Ash is a shitty trainer. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I know that. Yeah. But then, so at the end, um, when when all the Pokemon are crying, I feel like it would have been a better, like, emotional choice if rather, so the way that that scene plays out is like Pikachu's crying and then they show every other Pokemon crying. They own, like, they do not specify any of his Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So it's um Charman- or Charizard's there, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. Yeah. They show them, but they are not the first Pokemon. They just flash to them randomly in the room. I feel like the better directorial choice would have been showing his fucking Pokemon heartbroken that he was dead. Yeah. 
And instead, it's like, oh, here's Pikachu crying. Now, here's this random fucking Gyarados that we introduced at the beginning of this movie that he didn't even interact with. And, like... That that also reminds me, in that Ho-Oh movie, P- Pokemon movie, Ash fucking dies. So he's now died twice in Pokemon movies. Oh, in the I Choose You, the yeah. one from, like, last year? The yeah. one where Pikachu... Or, not last year, the, from, like, two years ago when Pokemon, Pikachu talked? Pikachu, I Choose You, or whatever. Ash dies in that, too. I never saw that one. Yeah. I I I, we, I talked about it when I watched it a couple months ago, and yeah, he dies in that too. Yeah. So now there's two Pokemon fucking movies where Ash dies. I think something. I think he has had other bad things happen to him in the movies too. I'm not surprised. But yeah, he he is a very bad trainer. He he, he lets all of his Pokemon go. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I don't blame him for that. He is a caring trainer. Like no, here. no, he literally told Pidgeot he would be back in a few days, and then he never fucking came back for that Pidgeot. He he is no better than the fucking dude that abandoned Charmander on the rock. And the, the Charizard thing is the one that makes me the most angry. Is the reason he leaves Charizard is Charizard's not strong enough. So he's like, hey, stay here and train. See, and that one actually stronger. doesn't bother me. Charizard wanted to stay. And he always brought Charizard back. Okay. Like, he he did not abandon. Like, Charizard came back to his team many times. The only Pokemon he did abandon then was Pidgeot. Pid- yeah, he abandoned Pidgeot. Um, he pseudo abandoned his Greninja, which was literally his strongest Pokemon. That Pokemon got a special evolution because he liked Ash so much. Really? Yeah, like his Greninja actually had like a special like mode. It's literally called. It, I forget what it's called, but like if you look it up, there is a special like entry for Ash's Greninja because he has a different fucking <laughs> evolution, and it's not like a Mega Evolution. No, he didn't. Cause yeah, because they, they didn't exist. They when, didn't have him in uh, Sun and Moon. Um, Greninja wasn't Sun and Moon. Greninja was the frog with the yeah no he wasn't he did he wasn't the one where they had Mega Evolution was he in the one with Mega Evolution yeah he I just thought he was in the one before have... that unless yeah yeah he was Mega in Evolution that... was X and Y right yes I thought Greninja was black and white no that was um was that Oshwat I think that might have been Oshwat because Greninja was in the same one where you got to choose one of the three original starters. Right. Which was X and Y. Yeah, so it, so it worked out because I liked Greninja better, so I got the water and the fire. Well, yeah, I, I, the only reason I took Greninja was because I was going to be taking Charizard or Charmander. So, like, that's why I had Greninja. Because, but, like, yeah, the- so, the, so people hate the anime more now than they used to because that, that season, Ash made it to the championships, had the strongest team he has ever had, and then still lost for no good reason. Even though his his Greninja had the type advantage. Yeah. And had a special fucking evolution that made him unbeatable. Yeah, he, it, Ash is the worst trainer. But, like, he then proceeds to let Greninja go after that. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's an absolute... Um, besides that, you also watched something else? Yeah, I watched Annihilation, the I, Natalie Portman movie. I wanted to see that back when it's, it came out. It's free with Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Okay. Um... It is super weird, but also pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's based on a book series, which I didn't realize. Okay. The Southern something or other. But that's like that's the movie where it's like it, there's like a space a weird but like dome it's a thing portal thing on Earth. Yeah, like they they go through like this shimmery thing, and then yeah. like everything's like overgrown and weirdly organic. Um, it's a yeah. super weird movie. Um, Oscar Isaac's is also in it, and Tessa Thompson. Okay. Um, where it's like Natalie Portman and. A group of four other females enter this thing. Um, Natalie Portman used to be in the army, as and like her husband is Oscar Isaacs, who was still in the army and had been missing for a year. Yeah, and it turns out like he had been sent into this thing as one of the groups. Um, 
So the whole movie is this weird, like, it's, it's a, it fluctuates between them in this thing and her having flashbacks of, like, her marriage and, like, she had an affair and yeah. stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, like, th- this dome thing, some of the animals in there have, like, mutated to, like, be these, like, weird, crazy monster animals. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a crocodile or alligator, I don't know which one it was, that was, like, much larger than one of these things would normally be. Um, and there was, it was either a wolf or a bear or a wolf bear hybrid that m- looked more like, um, one of the werewolves from Harry Potter. Okay. Um, that w- as it killed somebody, took on their voice. Like it killed one of the people. And then all you hear when this thing is stalking through the house is it opening its mouth and that character's screams coming out of its mouth. Interesting. Yeah, it was super fucking like, weird. I remember that movie came out around the same time um, that other space movie came out with the ships that like stopped throughout the planet, and they were trying to communicate with the aliens. Can't remember the name of it. The one um, with Amy Adams? Yes. They actually came out pretty far apart. Did Annihilation they? just came out last year. That Amy no, Adams one was a few years ago. Annihilation came out 2018. Oh, God, it is 2020. Yeah, I'm sorry, 2018. Yeah. The Amy Adams one is a little bit older than that, because it's Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Right, maybe that came out like 2016. I think that is more like it. I'm actually going to look real because now I'm trying to remember what that movie was called. Because I never saw that one either. But yeah, it, I w- I watched that and it was really good. I could have swore there was like a bunch of alien esque weird movies like that that came out all around the same time. Arrival, and that was 20. Okay, so I mean it was two years apart. Yeah, but yeah, that 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 movie looked really good. I wanted to see it. I never got around to it. I'll have to check it out maybe this weekend or something. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the book series is called. Because it's, it's a three-book series. Uh, uh, novel by... The Southern Reach Trilogy is what it's based on. So it's three books, but there was only the one movie. And the movie didn't do super well, so we're probably never going to get the other two. But it definitely ends on like a, yeah, there should be more to this moment. Yeah. But also, it's one of those endings where... It could not ever continue, and it was just one of those movies that ended with, like, a weird, like, what the fuck moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. It awesome. was It was weird, but interesting. Um, anyway, uh, Ghost of Tsushima finally has a release date of June 26th. Yeah. Um, that is a month after The Last of Us. Not even a month, because The Last of Us, I think, is May 29th. Yeah. So, two first-party Sony games, um, releasing about a month apart at the End of a console life cycle. And uh, third party, at least timed exclusive, the month before that. Oh, the Final Fantasy is. Yeah, FF7 yeah. Remake. I thought that was a timed exclusive still. I mean, as far as I know, it's not coming to anything else for a while. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you're right. At, at least it's not coming to Xbox at launch, I like at, think, on that same launch. Yeah, I don't think PC, I don't think PC is happening either, but yeah. I know for sure it's not Xbox for a little while. It'll be on Switch in, in, in a week after. Ah, that thing is not going to run on Switch. I know, it's a joke. <laughs> don't give people false hope. Relax. Um, it, it, they'll, they'll say it's the remake, but it's actually just the original Final Fantasy yeah. on Switch. Um, but I just, I don't know, like, I'm sure that it's not going to, like, cannibalize each other that poorly. Yeah. But I just feel like like those Sony first party games tend to be like they're all kind of samey in a lot of ways. Like they're all you like Sony first party tends to be third person action. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that is just what a lot of their first party games are. They're very well made. I'm not complaining about that. I like third person action. But like it's not the difference between like, oh well this is a first person shooter versus this is a third person action game where you have two totally different demographics playing them. 
Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if it's like, well, people have to choose where they want to spend their 60 bucks. They're going to go with The Last of Us that they've been waiting for a sequel for for oh, nine years. Definitely. Like, I, 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 I'm I, going to 100% say we've mentioned Ghost of Tsushima a number of times on here. I still don't know what the fuck that game is. You're a samurai. Or, like, I think you're, like, an ex-samurai or an ex-ninja samurai. It's something weird uh, was in, that like, that, Japan. Was that that... It's, like, in feudal Japan, it was the one where, like, the the, the building was on fire. Yeah, I think you might be thinking of Sekiro. I don't remember any trailer where a building was on fire. I think it was playable thing that they had at last year. I don't remember anything being on fire, but, like, there was, like, a thing in, like, a field, and the dude can, like, jump to, like, rooftops and things like that. It's... Is it suck, Sucker Punch, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. It's Sucker yeah. Punch, so it's, like, the infamous guys, so... I, I I feel like the two games are different enough to where releasing them yeah that close together isn't gonna hamper the the like the the sales like Last of Us two is it's a game everyone's looking forward to but at the same time it's like a spe- a very specific kind of game whereas this but Ghost, so of, is Tsushima Ghost of Tsushima is like a very specific different kind of game that like although yeah there might be some similar like actiony things. Like, Last of Us is more, like, like, shooting, whereas this is probably a little bit more... They both look like they have a lot of stealth elements to them. Uh, so that, that's fair. Probably. Maybe. But the fucking game has stealth now in it. No, I agree. It's just... It's it's not so much that they're releasing so close together. It's one of those... It's like, they're, rele- they're releasing two games a month apart in the fucking summer that, like, that's kind of a big deal, especially at the final leg of the console. It's like, oh, so you guys have no faith that this game will sell if you release it in the fall, is what you're saying. That or... That or they just didn't want to put out a exclusive for the old system within six weeks of the new system coming out. That's possible. That or maybe they're playing uh, the world events uh, to their favor and a lot of people <laughs> aren't going to be leaving their house a lot. That's possible. They can play a bunch of fucking video games. That is certainly possible. Um, So... I also played a couple of things. Yeah. Which apparently you guys didn't play anything, you fucking slackers. No, I mean, uh, just Apex. Fucking get a new hobby. Well, it's <laughs> co- apparently the Call of Duty... Uh, it's free to play and stuff? Yeah. yeah. The Call of Duty... Warlords? Yeah. Warlords, yeah. Their I, Battle Royale mode is 100% free to play for anybody. I, I actually meant to download it yesterday to try it out. I, I didn't know it was going to be free to play for everyone, yeah. so I'm yeah. going to probably download that when I get home. I, and I, I, I honestly wanted to torment myself and play Sonic Forces, but decided not to. Oh, that's right. That was the free that game was this month. one of the free games this month. Well, they didn't... I forgot... What was the other game? Sonic Forces and... I don't even remember what the other one is. I haven't. Um, da- I actually haven't got- gotten them yet. I know I downloaded it. I'll remember it in a second. Talk about uh, beating Astral Chain. Yeah, so I finished Astral Chain. Um, that was one of the games where, like, that came out, and then Luigi's Mansion came out, and then Pokemon came out. Mm-hmm. And I kept, like, putting them aside to play the other one. Yeah. Um, and, Understandable. Like, yeah. And it it wasn't like I had a it wasn't like I put it aside because I didn't want to play it. It was just like oh I've been waiting for this game I want to play this one. Um, that like I just hadn't gotten back to Astral Chain or Luigi's Mansion. Uh, so I finally like popped Astral Chain in and like finished it. Yeah, that's a really fun game. Yeah, I, um, I I wanted to get it. I still do. It has a Mega Man ass ending though. I'm not. Surprised. It's basically a you 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 have one more big final like rush through a level with a bunch of weird obstacles. Followed by a pseudo boss rush, 
followed by a weird ass like enemy that you've just never seen before like in a big fight followed by the final boss in two different forms yeah like it was straight up exactly the way like wily castles go that's that's not bad no, no, and, yeah. like, those boss fights in that game are super fun because yeah. there's so many different ways to play them. Like, if you're really good at dodging, like, you can play them all, like, close. And if you're playing them close, you can either play them quick with, like, the, the small sword and just do, like, like quick small damage or play it with the big sword where you're doing more damage but it's much slower. Yeah. If you'd rather be, like, ranged, you can use the gun. Um, You have, like, your different um uh demons to throw out to, like... Um, or legions, I'm sorry, I don't know why I call them demons. You have a different legions, depending on, like, do you want the one that can shoot things from far away, or, like, the fast sword, or the fucking cat monster. Yeah. There's even one with a shield that, like, you can just call over to you and it'll shield you from attacks for a little while if there's, like, a major attack. Nice. So, yeah, like, the the whole end sequence of that game was just a lot of fun. And, like, it had some, like, emotional parts to it, too, because, like, the whole game you're kind of playing with your brother. Um, and there were, like, some really cool badass stuff that happens, like, when you, um, like, like, minor spoiler, at one point you get taken over by your legion, so, like, you kind of transform, and, like, later on something similar happens, but it's a very badass moment when it happens. Yeah. So it was just, yeah. Like, the last, like, three or four chapters, like, the whole game was a lot of fun. The last three or four chapters were fucking... That's, that's usually what happens at those types of games, is, like, the, the whole game is overall fun there may be some lulls but overall it's a fun good experience but like as the more the closer you get to the end just the more off the wall shit gets yeah like i remember with uh xenoblade chronicles x that's what happened with the ending like it it was the game kind of lulled but it was good and it was enjoyable but then once the ending it was just ridiculous and just like nuts that's actually another game. I want to get back to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. I hit that point where, like, the last thing, I, like, I'm at the final, like, area where, like, the game literally tells you, like, if you go forward, you can't go back. Yeah. And, like, I haven't, everything else I have to do is kind of grindy, but I want to do it before I finish the game. Yeah. So I'm in that weird thing where it's, like, I have to actually want to go and do the shitty grindy, like, run around missions. Because, like, that's all, I also, I, I am not leveled enough at this point like i need to go do that stuff yeah and like those things are the not fun things yeah so it's like well like eventually um yeah, that, that's that's basically what happened with me and tomb raider i was like i'll get back to it eventually and then when i played it i one sitting i beat it because i was you that, were closer to the end I, than you realized I, was, I didn't realize how close to the end i was like i thought i still had a lot more of the game left no it was like three hours yeah but it was also like i wasn't doing a lot of the extra stuff as well like, I was just going right for the end of the game. Um, the other game this month is Shadow Colossus HD. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Astral Chain, I, I finished. I didn't do all of the end game stuff. So once this, once credits roll, um, you can pick back up and like load your save file. Yeah. And you basically get like a quick little like cutscene of like, hey, it's been six months. Here's kind of what's going on at this point. Yeah. Like here, here's where we left this world after everything went down. And then you can actually go up to a person, and there's a bunch of stuff for you to go do. There's, like, I want to say there's 71 missions you can do that, like, like there there's blocks of them. So, like, there's, like, 10 at a time that you can go do of, like, varying difficulties. Okay. And, like, different types of missions, like combat missions and fetch missions and yeah, all sorts of stuff. So they give you a lot to do after the story, at least. But yeah. from what I saw online, it doesn't really unlock anything particular. 
Um, like, there's not, like, a, another ending once you complete all of them, apparently, so... It's just more playability. Yeah, and... exactly. Which is awesome. Like, yeah. that's that's a cool thing to do. Yeah. I hope they do a sequel, though, because... Maybe if they ever have, like, DLC story content or something. Maybe, which at this point, it's been it's six been months, a... yeah. so... It's been more than six months, because that it's game came out in August, so... It's been about eight months. I if believe. they were going to do any DLC, they would have definitely at least announced it by now. Yeah. yeah. But I do hope that they they do a um a sequel at some point because it, it's one of the top sellers on the Switch. Apparently, it sold over yeah. a million copies. Yeah, and that was as of December. So I don't if, know how many more copies it would have sold. Honestly, I mean, probably not a ton. But out from I'm release, saying, that was pre Christmas. Those numbers, so probably at least a couple more. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I plan on buying it eventually. Yeah. Like, it's just, and I haven't. I've had too much other shit to play. And did you guys buy a Switch yet? No. Are you still kind of? We're waiting to see stuff going on with Sarah first. See if we, if the extra money we have from our taxes is expendable or not. Oh, because of her whole like career path stuff, or some it, other stuff. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully everything's okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Astral Chain is good. Yeah. So like, play it. If you yeah. get a Switch, buy Astral Chain with it. Nah, it, probably won't. What a douchebag. He's he's going to get Mario Maker, I, and that's it. I don't really like Platinum's games. You liked um, Nier, though. That's, like, the one exception. Really? Yeah. Like, I played maybe 45 minutes of Bayonetta and was like, nah, not really feeling this. So like, this game does not play like Bayonetta at all. Um, It doesn't really play like Nier either, but it's one of those games where, like, it has a very interesting story once the story starts. And the gameplay is just, there's enough variety to the gameplay. Like, yes, it's a, it's a lot of, like, traversing areas and, like, fighting enemies in areas. But because of all the different ways that you can actually go about combat and the differences in enemies and the boss fights and all, it's just, like, there you can kind of play it how you want to play it, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, but then I also, I bought um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore. Encore. Yeah. Um, which is another one of those lost Wii U titles that it came out on the Wii U in 2015, I think. Something like that. Um, and three people played it. And I'm, I remember it getting generally favorable reviews. Like people enjoyed it. I don't even remember its existence except for the times that it gets brought up for this re-release. And then people are like, Oh yeah, it was on the Wii U. And it's like, okay, sure. I mean, I remember actually, um, Alex at Giant Bomb really liked it. I, I wanted it. I just never, like, that was when I was more broke. Like, I was more broke than I am now. And I just, I wanted it. It looked good. I remember, like, there was some sort of, like, dancing rhythm aspect to it at one point or another. Or maybe that's just, like, the game's weird because you're, like, you fight with spirits or something. So it is. But it's in coliseums. Like, it's, like, a televised thing. That's not it exactly. Um, so it's a mashup of like a persona style game with Fire yeah. Emblem. Yeah. So rather than having personas, you're pers- like that are like based on like, um, weird, um, tarot shit. Um, your persona is Fire Emblem characters. Okay. Yeah. So the main player character, his persona is Chrome. Doesn't look 100% like Chrome though. Like he's got like a weird mask on and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so you you played Persona Three, right? Yeah. So you know how, like in Persona games, like your player character doesn't like change, like when he uses magic or whatever, like the Persona does the spell. Yeah. So in this game, like when you go into battle, your like spirit dude actually like like combines with you, and your character becomes the one with like 
the weapons and the armor and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is, it takes place in, in like modern Japan. Um, and it very much feels like, uh, it feels like that half step between Persona 4 and Persona 5. Yeah. Like a bunch of like the, the like quality of life stuff that they did to make Persona 5 better than 4, um, are like almost there in this game. But then there's still a bunch of stuff from Persona 4 that was a little more boring. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's got that whole dungeon crawl thing mixed with like the slice of life, like doing shit in Japan. Yeah. Um, all of the characters are some sort of like either idol or like aspiring idol. Yeah. So what happens is there, you are a mirage master and your like childhood friend is literally at a competition to like become like Japan's next idol. And you're all like 18 year olds. And like you have a buddy who is who he works as like an extra in like stuff, and you're just a random dude. <laughs> and like this, um, this weird doorway opens and starts sucking people into it. And your friend's one of the people that gets sucked into it, so you go running in after her. And fairly quickly, you find um the spirit that ends up being Crom, and you kind of like turn him into Crom again, and he joins you essentially to like help you. Okay. And then the same thing happens for your friend, who she gets another character from a Fire Emblem that I'm not familiar with. And then your third friend already has this power and he just never told you. And he's got another character from another Fire Emblem. Of course he does. Um, but rather than getting different personas the way they do in the, like, the main character in the Persona games do, um, you get different Performa, which is, like, your performance, like, magic ability. Yeah. That lets you unlock new weapons, and the weapons then teach you your different abilities. Mm-hmm. So, like, every weapon has, like, affinities for, like, different, like, we- like weaknesses and strengths the same way, like, Persona games always did. Yeah. But, like, the Fire Emblem games, you have different types of weapons. Like, you have your lances and your swords and your axes and stuff, where those weapons also have weaknesses to each other. Yeah. So, like, a lance guy is more susceptible to, like, a sword attack or whatever. That's not exactly how it goes, but I, th- I think that's that's close. Like sword, sword and lance. Sword is strong to lance. Lance is strong to axe, and is strong to something like that. Yeah, it's something weird like and that. And then like arrows are weak to everything because they're ranged. Yeah, or like like the Pegasus knights are weak against arrows, but yeah. the arrows are weak against close range stuff because yeah. you have to be a space away to use them. Yeah, um, I'm only like three hours in or so. Um, I'm on the first real dungeon. And it's very Persona-like with the dungeon yeah. crawling. Like, you run around the dungeon, you have your sword in your hand. If you see, like, an enemy on the map, you can run up and hit them with the sword. And it gives you a chance to either run away or potentially get first strike. Because you, like, hit them and it knocks them down. It doesn't just go right into a battle. Yeah. But then there are, like, special enemies on some of the levels that are, like, extreme enemies. I forget their actual name. That you can't knock down and they're way harder to beat. Yeah. Um, but, like, the game gives you very early on the ability to just leave the dungeon. So it's got, like, the warp panels in, like, different places. So if you leave, if, like, if you're halfway through it, you can take a warp panel to the beginning of it and leave. Or you get an ability from one of your characters that she can literally just teleport you back to your base. Where you can, like, heal up and train and do all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, and basically, yeah, like, everyone that has this power is, like, some sort of, like idol which is like like in japan that's like a singer actress actor sort of thing yeah um the funny thing is one of your other like so the person in charge is a woman who runs a production company as a front for this whole thing and in this office there is this room that takes you into this weird like it almost looks like the the area in zelda where the master sword would be okay um 
and there's this little girl that lives there who is basically supposed to be Hatsune Miku. She, they, they have a different, she has a different name and they use a different term, but she's a vocaloid, but she's also a mirage. So she's a mirage that they basically just are pretending is a vocaloid. Yeah. Um, so like she has like, like this like well-known presence in the world as basically this world's Hatsune Miku. It's yeah. really fucking weird and funny. Yeah. But she is actually, because she doesn't fight, she is the one that actually upgrades your stuff for you. Okay. So when you have enough, like, it's basically item based. Like, you collect items, and it's not just, um, you know, it's not, you don't, you don't, it's not five slime pieces or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's specific items that you'll pick up, then allow you to upgrade your weapon to a new weapon. And if you've mastered your previous weapon, you have all of its abilities, you just move on to the next one until you master that. This way, like, you're constantly learning new skills, and you have a ton of slots for skills. So you, I haven't filled up on them yet, but I will at some point, and then I'll have to start, like, be like, okay, well, do I want this guy to be fire or lightning? Yeah. Like, go from there. Yeah. But all your characters have that ability to do that. They get, like, some weird, um, like, performance stuff they can do, where, um, you build up, like, it's basically like a limit break. You build up, like, a little gauge that's, it's one gauge for everybody. But, like, anybody that has a skill that uses that gauge, you can then use the ability. And it's, like, a super attack that will also potentially cause a session attack, which is just when all of your friends attack them. Kind of like Persona had the, if you knock somebody down, they'll do, like, the rush attack. Yeah. This is more if an enemy has a weakness to a, to lances, and you do a special attack that is lance-based, and anybody on your team has a follow-up that that their their passive ability is a follow-up to a special lance attack they will then jump in and also attack yeah makes sense and you can have your whole party do it so if like you have if you have the right combination you might get three attacks on one enemy in one turn Mm -hmm. and then still have your other two characters to attack with which is cool that's awesome Um, it, it brings in a lot of the strategy i do remember back when the game like was first announced or was coming out like there's, I think there is supposed to be a bunch of like pop culturey Japanese references. No, uh, even three hours in, there has been a bunch of that. It's also definitely an Atlas game where yeah. some of the stuff is just a little. It's a, it's very Japanese. Like the, that woman who's like the head of the production company. She's probably supposed to be in like her mid to late twenties. Um, but she wears a skirt that is barely a skirt and a shirt that legitimately does not fit her. Yeah, like. All it's a it's a button up shirt where like every button is pulling apart. But she's a very slim woman. Like it's on purpose. Yeah. Um and they tend to do that thing where like when a character walks in, if it's a female, it just stops on the chest before it then pans up to the face. Yeah, of course. So like just a lot of that like just that anime, weird Japanese anime Japanese, Japanese stuff. It's a super anime game though. Yeah. And like it's fun. Um the only downside and it's not a downside, but it's just the, the voice acting is only Japanese, um, so everything's subtitled, but they don't subtitle everything. Like, some of, like, the the battle intro stuff isn't subtitled, so I have no fucking clue what the people are saying for, like, their little battle intro things. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, same thing, like, so that session attack I was talking about. Um, if, if you're gonna do one... When you highlight the enemy, if you, if it's a known weakness, like if it's not a, if it's something you, that you've already attacked and you know it's weak, your other characters will like say something if they have that session attack to follow up on it. But I don't know what they're fucking saying because they only say in Japanese and there's no subtitle. Yeah. And then there's also, um, like there's a few other times where 
you have like an enemy radar that your spirit crom in my case like alerts me to things but it doesn't in japanese and it's in this little window at the top right corner where i'm not looking so like i don't know what he's telling me so they didn't do release like a english no voice pack or something that's nope. weird yeah like it was just in, unless i missed it but like I, there's not a lot of settings i looked through all the settings and didn't see it um and when i looked online i think i saw that the voice was only in japanese yeah but like it's a good voice cast and i don't mind reading the subtitles it's just for all that little ancillary stuff it's like well i'd love to know what the fuck they're saying yeah, I guess, I mean, it's, it's, that's a poor choice, choosing, choicing, choice making, but like, I mean, the, the stuff that they didn't translate doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. So, like, there's no point in adding it, but again, if you're gonna be seeing that, like, marker a lot on your map or whatever, maybe they should have translated it somehow, or if you're, like, if you're gonna be hearing something a lot, then it's just you're gonna be hearing something a lot. Yeah. Like, you, you, it might get subtitled. You just might not be seeing it when, when it does or whatever. So I've looked specifically and like there's not like a subtitle that, at least not one that's readable. I've at least just inferred that like, oh, if they make a noise, that means they have the follow up attack. Yeah. Or if Krom says something to me, there's, there might be an enemy nearby. Yeah. Like I should turn around and look real quick. Yeah. Um, and then just some more like very anime things they do. Um, in the settings, there is specifically a setting for whether the f- the main female character that's on your party wears glasses or not in, like, cutscenes. <laughs> that's so dumb. Yeah. Like, it's basically... And literally, the setting literally says, like, if you are a fan of women in glasses. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> um, They also do the whole, like, clothing thing where very early on in the game, you unlock the ability to change, like, the costume for your characters. Yeah. Um, But they very obviously did it so that you could decide what she was wearing in battle and like it's not like they give you a bunch of costumes to pick from it's just like as the game plays like any clothes that they that the characters wear outside of the battle areas you can have them like wear all the time including when they're fighting instead of like their armor yeah and like the first time that they unlock it for you it's right after she's wearing a different outfit yeah and they say like you can now i forget the character's name already subasa it's like you can now wear subasa's um uh, training outfit because they're both your character and her are training to be idols now. So like yeah. you go to like a a studio to do like vocal lesson. I'm just like like I get it, but like it's, it's that that's weird. weird. <laughs> it's that weird Atlas 2016 fan servicey shit. That, yeah, that like I, Atlas just made some weird games back in the day. I mean, they still and, do. I mean, they made Catherine. Yeah, and yeah, they still do. But it's like this. I remember this one being well regarded, not because of the fan servicey stuff, because like the actual gameplay and general story and stuff was was decent. And, yeah, and like it was and enjoyable. I, like three ish hours in, like I'm having fun with it. I want to keep playing it. The story actually seems interesting. So the one thing I forgot to mention, like this is the the opening to it. Um, Subasa's sister was an idol. Yeah. Five years ago, she was putting on a concert, and her sister and the entire audience, except for Subasa, disappeared. Okay. And nobody knows what happened to them. They all got pulled into what they call the idol sphere. Yeah. Is what, like, these dungeon areas are called. Um, and so, like, Subasa's goal has been to become an idol, to get into the industry her sister was in, to try and find clues on maybe what happened to her sister. Yeah. So and that's it's cool. It's it's an Yeah, like it's it's super the weird world that they build is just super interesting. Yeah. Um but so, I guess the last thing we last have thing, Drew, go ahead and tell us about the last thing. I know you're all about it. I don't, what is what is the last thing? It's the Joker's thing. Oh, 
Um, yeah. So the, the Joker, the the famed Superman villain. Yeah, yeah. The Mortal Kombat character. No, like I told you before we started, you joke about Superman villain, but that motherfucker is literally Superman's greatest villain. Like he he figured out a way to cause Superman. Like he he made a Joker toxin that he laced with kryptonite so it would affect Superman. So that Superman thought that his wife was Doomsday, who he punched into fucking outer space and then beat to death. And did not realize it was Lois until I, he heard two heartbeats and realized it was his wife and unborn child. I, I want to make an I want to make a quick uh, argument against what you just said. He didn't have to beat her to death in fucking space. He punched <laughs> her into fucking space. Yeah, no, I mean, she was already, already beat. To but death. like he he proceeded to beat her in space. Yeah. Um. And then when he realized that, and they found the Joker, he ripped the Joker's heart out and then took over the world. Yeah. Like. He at he the Joker is the one that finally made Superman fucking crack. Yeah, um, nobody else did. But before before the um the super the, the what was the Superman movie that was part of the Justice League stuff the recent one Superman was it, was it Man, um, Man of, of Steel? Steel yeah yeah so before Man of Steel Superman had never killed before that instant yeah and th- this was in the in- well no I mean this happened after Man of Steel did it or around the same time because Injustice and Man of Steel both came out in 2013 okay. But I so, don't know which one came first. But yeah, so like Superman wasn't a killer until that year. Yeah. Um the same way Batman never killed anybody. No, Superman actually like didn't kill people. Like Batman like excuse me. Um Batman definitely put people into like permanent comas, but like generally avoided killing them. Superman like goes out of his way to not hurt anybody. Like even villains, like he purposely doesn't hurt the villains. Like the original Superman movie, he Stops Zod by putting him in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, like putting him back in the Phantom. Back zone. in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, like that's he. He is he is not a murderer. That his that's his big thing. Like he's not a murderer. Just like Batman's big thing is he's not going to kill the Joker because if he kills the Joker, the Joker wins. Superman's thing is just in general, like a hero doesn't kill. Yeah, um, which I mean is generally most heroes try yeah. not to kill. Yeah. Um, but so DC this June is finally releasing the Three Jokers story. And by finally, you mean they teased this back in 2016's issue? No. So this was basically... We were told this was going to happen in 2016. Not that this, this, this book was going to come out then, but... Well, well, they teased it in issue 50 of Justice League in so, 2016. So, what ha- so there was an event in 2016 called Dark Side War, where Batman took over the chair of um, Metatron. Yeah, the Mobius chair. Yeah, the Mobius chair. Who, it basically let him see and do anything. And he basically asked the chair, who is the Joker? Um, and he found out that there were three Jokers. Yeah. And the idea is the three different kind of era of the Joker and like the three different like portrayals of the Joker are like actually three different people. Like it's not always the same guy. That's why like he's always so unpredictable and crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was in 2016. And, like, after that, like, Jeff John said that they were, he was going to do a book that explained it. Like, shortly after that. The um, official announcement, though, was in 2018. Yeah, like, the official announcement of that. So, this book has been done, f- or mostly done for a while. Yeah. Like, um, uh, I forget who the artist is off the top of my head. Um, but the artist is the guy who, he has done a bunch of work with Jeff Johns on different DC properties over the last 10 years. He's a really good artist. Um, he has been working on it, like, for at least the last two years, like, trying to get, like, the pages done. They just kept putting it off because of other initiatives in yeah. the company. 
And like Jeff Johns, like he was very high up in the company for a while, and then he has a different title now, and like he does a lot of like he he's on the TV movie side a lot more than the comic side anymore. Yeah, but like yeah, four years since this was originally like alluded to, they're finally telling the fucking story. Four it's goddamn been years. Four, four years. That's that's probably three other Justice League issue fifties we'd seen since that issue of Justice League issue fifty. No. No, I don't think so. Maybe one other Justice League issue 50 since that issue. I'm just making fun of comic book numbering system. I'm trying to remember. Actually, it might be it might be one other one. That's ridiculous though. Like I made sure to note that. Like you had to say 2016's issue 50 because there's probably a handful of others cuz comic book numbering's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I mean that that is true. Yeah. The DC but, stuff is a little less ridiculous most of the time. Yeah. But in the last well, ten years they've got very bad. The, about the it. DC stuff is I would actually Yeah, I would say it is less ridiculous because like they pro they just constantly restart whereas Marvel will restart but then go back to the original legacy numbering or whatever. No. So DC for its for most of their like actual like big books, they kept going for sixty, seventy years. Like up until the New 52, like, Action Comics was in the 900s Yeah, when the New 52 happened. So, like, most comics you have, like, Spider-Man's on, like, volume 8. So every time they, they restart at issue 1, it's, it's it's a new volume of that book. Yeah. So Spider-Man had one volume until, like, 98. And then nine, in 1998, they had volume 2. And then that ran for, like, another 10 years. But at some point, they reverted back to legacy numbering. Yeah, so like yeah. they they had they had volume two, issue one, two, whatever. But then eventually, they went back to like they, did they epi- add like issue like four hundred and ninety? Like did they add yeah. all the? So it was like if they ended at issue three hundred, then the, and they were a hundred issues into volume two, it was four hundred. They were issue like four hundred and one. Yeah, or yeah, like, exactly. And that's why I'm like Marvel is probably worse. So DC just when DC hit the new fifty two. They rebooted everything though number one. Yeah. So all all of their like Batman Superman family books that had, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of issues. Yeah. All started back over. And then for the most part, those books ran for fifty two issues. Roundabout. Yeah. Um they ran for it was about five and a half years or so. And then they did the rebirth where a lot of them rebooted again. Um a handful of books like um Action Comics and Detective Comics actually retained their uh, excuse me, original numbering. Yeah. So right now, Action Comics is like in the hun- in the thousand and twenties, and Detective is in the actually they might both be around that, mm-hmm. like right around the hundred and twenty because they I think they're both bi monthly or Action Comics is monthly, but Detective Comics went twice monthly for a while. Yeah. So there were just more Detective Comics coming out, mm-hmm. but they're both in the thousands. Yeah. Which is like a big deal. But all their other books, you know, they'll just start a new volume. They'll occasionally just, like, restart it at, like, issue one. Yeah. And Comics are weird. But this is actually a cool concept, because I was looking at the art, and it is, like, the three different Jokers. It's, um like, the, the Golden Era. Yeah, it's, like, gold, or, gold and Silver and Modern are kind of, like, yeah. the three that they depict in it. So it's, like, the Modern, what you look, what you see Joker as in Modern. And, and it was, like, it was a cool image, because it has the Modern Joker as, like, three different Joker faces. And it is, you can obviously see it is different um artistry, or not different artists, but, like, different... Different styles. Different styles of drawing that the artist did to copycat those original styles. And this also originally happened... In the era when the Joker had cut his fucking face off and then pinned it back on with clothespins. Yeah. 
So, like, there was a very different Joker, yeah. like, visual going on at that time. Now he's back to just kind of looking like the Joker whenever you see him, so it's not as yeah. weird. Um, but I, I I did read, like, while reading up on this, I did read they, they had, like, the strip of when, like, Green Lantern asks Bruce or Batman, like, who, you, I know you asked the chair who the Joker was, and Batman is just freaking, he's like, I can't tell you, I can't tell you. It's like, why, who is it? Is it someone you love? He's like, no, there's three of them. Yeah. And it, and it's just like, and I'm trying to piece this together, and, yeah. like, I don't know much about, like, the Dark Side Wars. I don't know much about the Mobius chair, but I'm like, I'm sure if he would have said, like, well, what are each of their names or whatever, yeah. but so this the, is them doing the, storytelling. The Dark Side War was Dark Side, which is, like, it's DC's Thanos. Yeah. Like, literally, like, he looks like Thanos because he was created by Jack Kirby as, like, a, like, DC's version of Thanos, essentially. Yeah. He is a god. Um, He is a new god. Like, that's literally a thing for DC. Yeah, because um, the old gods are, like, the, uh, like... Uh, uh, Wonder Woman. I think technically it's like the, supposed to be the Greek gods, but like the new gods are like basically space gods. Like yeah. they, they are a race of people for the kind of it's yeah. weird. Uh, but it was it was Dark Side versus um the Anti Monitor. Okay, so I know you know oh, what the Anti Monitor is. That'd be nuts. Yeah, with the Justice League in the middle. That's crazy. Yeah, it was actually it was a cool concept that took too long. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, which is what a lot of. DC books end up doing when they do their events. Yeah. Because, like, they just had that Doomsday book, Doomsday clock finish, like, late last year. It took, like, two and a half years to do 12 issues. That's nuts. Um, But apparently, like, that book sets a whole bunch of continuity stuff for DC that they have already abandoned, like, yeah. six months later. Yeah. But they're saying that this Three Jokers thing is going to be canon, but it is also a spiritual successor to the Killing Joke. And I've never considered the Killing Joke to be canon. No, it was, it was like, supposed to be more canon for the animated series than it was. But so th the weird thing is, like, the Killing Joke is canon in a weird way. Because him shooting um, Barbara. Barbara is canon. Like, in basically every DC iteration, Barbara is paralyzed for a period of time. And becomes and be Oracle. And is Oracle. When the New 52 happened, they sort of fixed it. Well, not fixed, it's the wrong word, but they changed it where she did spend time as Oracle. And, like, till to this day, she had a period where she was Oracle, but she had some sort of surgery that, like, gave her back the use of her legs. Yeah. So then she was Batgirl again, which is just weird because, like, she hadn't been Batgirl in almost fucking 20 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, no, she's Batgirl again, and fuck these other two characters that people loved. Yeah. Because there was there was Cassandra Cain and Stephanie Brown that people preferred as Batgirl. Well, that's when they turned Cassandra Cain into Batwoman. No, that's Kate Kane. Oh, Kate, right? Okay. Um, Cassandra is not related to her. Um, I, honestly, Cassandra is way cooler. Okay. Um, she is Black Bat in the original continuity. Um, and this one, she is orphan. Orphan, maybe. Um, she was raised at least in the new continuity. She was raised by like assassins. Um, and was never taught how to speak. Oh, interesting. Because she didn't need to know how to communicate with people. She just needed to know how to kill them. Yeah. Um, but, like, she's, like, a 16-year-old girl that can fucking beat Batman's ass. Nice. Yeah. Like, th there was, like, a series where she actually beat up everybody. Like, all the Robins, Batman, like, she just fucking took them all down. And, like, not as, like, a villain, like, sh she just kind of proved a point that, like, they all suck. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I Killing Joke's weird because if you read that book, like, it's insinuated at the end of that that he Batman kills the Joker. Yeah. Like, the... 
Joker tells the the joke about walking across the um the buildings. Have you guys heard that before? So I think I have. It's actually a funny have. joke when it's told in the book. Um, it's the Batman catches the Joker at the end, and as he's like leading him away in handcuffs, says some like tells him a joke of you know two two um patients in an insane asylum escape and they're running across the roof to escape and the one patient runs and jumps across to like the next roof and the the other one with him is afraid so the guy's like oh it's okay i will just shine this flashlight across the roofs and you can walk across the beam of light and then the other patient responds no no i don't trust that you're just going to move the flashlight as soon as i step out there that's right. It's it's the only joke that Joker ever told that made Batman laugh. Yeah, and so like the book ends with them both laughing, and it's like the you know Batman smirks, and then he goes, huh, and then he laughs, and like the Joker laughs, and back and forth, and then the last panel is a crack, and it's insinuated that he just broke the Joker's neck. Okay, yeah, but Batman doesn't kill purposely. So, but so that was an Alan Moore yeah. story, which Alan Moore gives zero fucks about anything. Yeah. Um. Like, he's just, I mean, he's going to tell my own story and fuck everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's why it, it was weird that they want it to be a spiritual successor to that. But at the same time. But also have it, it be with, important in canon. Like, at the same time, with there being three Jokers and the fact that he killed one, there's still two left. Yeah. But, so the other thing is, in Scott Snyder's run of Batman, they basically said that Joker was this immortal, like, demon. Yeah. Which is also super fucking weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, make up your fucking mind, DC. It's it's I I wouldn't say it's make up your mind, DC. It's I think it's make up your mind, non-primary writers for Batman comics. Well, so like, Marvel Marvel makes mistakes all the time too, but they seem to have like some of their like their like executive editors or senior editors or whatever just seem to be a little more focused on like the the history and the lore that's happening. Yeah. For, like, their main characters, like, like their Spider-Mans and stuff like that. Yeah. Where, like, there are always going to be inconsistencies, like, writers are always going to, like, write something that, like, breaks something else. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how that goes. Yeah. But, like, DC seems to just not give a fuck about any of it. And, like, that's fine. Like, as long as the stories are entertaining, it's not a big deal. But at the same time, it's like, come on, guys, at least try to keep your shit, like, on the same, like... Keep it together somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be on the same page, but at least try and be in the same book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. But yeah, I'm super interested to see what they do with it, at least. I assume if it's going to start coming out in June, it will finish sometime in 2022 for, it's probably a six-issue series. Yeah. Um, Because that just seems to be the way that these limited series for DC run. Yeah, every every like, every like quarter or something like that. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I think the reason that it got pushed back over and over again is because there were so many delays in them working on the book. That they finally just got to the point where it's like, yeah, we're just going to make the book and then release the book. Yeah. Rather than, like, any, like, your normal, like, work on it month to month. Which is nice, because now, like, you don't have to worry about having to wait for it. Yeah, it's just going to come out every month, and that'll be that. Yeah. Um, Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I know that Disney announced the opening of the Avengers Campus this past week. June? What is that? Because that was very familiar. Disneyland's... Uh, Avengers thing. So, California, Disneyland, right. California. Right. It's going to have, like, an Avengers campus. It's an interactive Avengers thing and maybe a ride or something. Who knows? Um, but it's, I believe it was June. It's summer 2020, but I believe it's June. June or July of this year. Okay. Yeah. So, that's pretty exciting. I might, I'm, I might try to plan a trip to 
to to California in a hazmat suit. Um, I mean, look, no one will be well, there, so exactly. So just maybe bring, I wouldn't even need the hazmat. Yeah, I mean, just, just buy an industrial sized bottle of uh, uh, hand sanitizer. You might for, not be able to for, go. For, it'll only be like two and three hundred dollars on Amazon. I mean, I, that's I, I've been telling work that we just need to get like one of those chemical waste drums full of hand sanitizers. Just every day we walk in and just shove our hands <laughs> deep inside of it and take them out, and we're good. Yeah. Um. So last week, um. I looked on Amazon because of people talk about how, and like, I saw that hand sanitizer was gone in most, mm-hmm. like, drugstores. I looked on Amazon, like, little bottles of hand sanitizer were, like, available only through third party resellers for, like, 50 to $200. My coworker does, like, all the ordering from WB Mason. She was just, she went online just to look and see. WB Mason's hand sanitizer Purell is on back order right now. Yeah. So they haven't jacked the price up. But it's on back order. They don't have any. Yeah, I actually got oddly lucky. Um, I had a small bottle of Purell like up in like our bedroom that hadn't been used yet. Yeah. Um, I think I had bought it when we were like going to Japan and like threw it in my um my like bathroom. Yeah. Bag put it on thing. eBay and sold it for four hundred dollars. No, no, because by the time I looked, like all that stuff had kind of like evened out. Yeah. What about toilet paper? Have you guys been able to buy toilet paper? I haven't. I haven't needed, needed to. to. I have plenty. No, no, me too, but, like, I know everyone's buying out toilet um, paper. Yeah, which is weird. And not just here, like, in the UK and Australia, too. No, it's it's yeah. it's because, like, if somebody sneezes, everyone shits their pants, so... Yeah, apparently, apparently... I the, guess. Apparently, the flu-like symptoms you get from the coronavirus, like, turn into just, you shit your pants and need toilet paper. Yeah. Which is interesting, because I had the flu a month ago... And I did not have to shit myself no, at all. No, not at all. Yeah, people are weird. Apparently, pneumonia causes you to have to shit a lot. Yeah, I. So it's funny how like I mean, I obviously like there was not like a like a super contagious and potentially like deadly like virus going around at the time, but like 15 years ago, like who the fuck cared? Like I remember going to a warp tour one year, and you know, like the um the the big, like, cooler barrels that they fill with ice and then put, like, Gatorade mm-hmm. and stuff in and they sell. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember at one of them, we had so, people I was with, um, we found a jug of water. Like, an unopened, like, gallon of water. Yeah. At a booth that was abandoned. There was nothing else there but three gallons of water sitting on the floor <laughs> next to it. Nice. So we took one of them, because yeah. it was 112 fucking degrees that yeah. day. And we drank the gallon of water and then saw a lady selling, like, Gatorade out of this mm-hmm. thing... And gave her a dollar to let us stick the gallon of water into that thing and refill it with water. Yeah. And then one of the guys we were with proceeded to pay her another dollar so that he could dunk his head into that thing of water because it was 112 fucking degrees outside. Yeah. And then we proceed like, we did the water in the jug first before he dunked his head in it, but then proceeded to drink that water. And, like, I don't know how many hands were in that fucking thing of water. Yeah. A thousand, oh. at least. My, my, the first year... I went to Firefly. We you we, shit all over. Yourself. No, <laughs> we 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 didn't get like the pri- the premier camping, so we weren't in the closer space. We were in a further spot uh, that we had to walk past the Dover Downs racetrack every day after the after the festival. I would go to one of the bathrooms there that had running water, wash my hands, took a nice poop, all the good stuff. So you did shit yourself? No, I, I pooped in a, in a, in a toilet. Every year after that, we were in the premium camping that didn't have the running water stuff. Sanitize your hands, and that was it, and I was fine with it. But it was our second year, 2016, that we were there with Paul McCartney, 
um, because they were cheap asses and needed to make that Paul McCartney money, they only had two water fill stations. And that year, it was extremely humid and extremely hot. So, people were, like, near dying the entire time to where, like, we would go up to a vendor, open up our water bottles, like, can you just please with the water? And like, yeah, I'm not allowed to do this, but it's so hot out here. And just fill it, fill it up our water bottles with their ice water that was in their thing, just like you were saying. Yeah. But, like, illegally, they're not supposed to do it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, even as far as four years ago, people didn't care. Yeah. I mean... I mean, to be fair, like, we were, like, 18, 19... And just literally couldn't afford the $8 bottles of water. Yeah. That's why we gave this woman a dollar to fill up the gallon. I, I couldn't afford the $8 bottle of water at 25 But it's because I mean, that's, it's a fucking $8 bottle of goddamn water. You're also just bad with money. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's also, I would need to pay $8 a day or $8 every couple of hours for yeah. four days straight. I'm like, that's just too much. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, it, I, I get what you're saying. But like, things were different back then. Like... I, I know, like, back when we were kids, we would drink out of the hose and stuff like that outside, and... Now you get AIDS doing that? Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, shit's crazy out there. Yeah. It's one one of the water pump stations in, in, in Belmar, where we record, was shut down because there was too much lead going through the pipes and into my water. Yeah. I mean, there's been, there's been a few, like, townships, like, in this part of New Jersey that had, like, boil water advisories mm-hmm. because the, their fucking water was contaminated with yeah. stuff. Yeah. But it's crazy because, like, right now with everything that's going on, Haddon Township or Haddon Schools were closed when today, maybe starting today through the rest of this week for preparation of home coursing starting next week. Yeah, um, Rutgers is apparently closed and online courses only, including classes that aren't online. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, they're precautions to keep the spread of the virus, so yeah. good on them. I mean, I'm of the opinion, just shut everything down for two weeks. Well, everything except hospitals for two weeks. Anyone starts feeling sick in these next two weeks can go to a hospital or whatever, get tested to find out if they have coronavirus, and if they do, they ship get them to stay, on a boat and leave them in the stay ocean. in the hospital and get get treated. They don't go home. You're fine. You're done. You are clear to move on. You just on have tuberculosis. You're fine. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. I I I I get that, but then there's like I don't have two weeks worth of food in there. I can't afford two weeks worth of food. I can afford two weeks worth of food. I just don't have two weeks worth of. Food. I might. I might. Well, this uh, we we all get a four days notice, so everyone has time to go get food for two weeks. Then, and then you know, just, you know, everything every- shut down for two weeks. Everyone's gonna buy the milk, eggs, and bread, and then there's gonna be none left. Which, luckily for me, I can't eat bread, so it doesn't matter. But like, people are gonna buy the stupid shit, like all the toilet paper, and then I'm gonna run out of toilet paper because I didn't buy toilet paper when I only need one more roll left or something like that. It's rationed. You can't buy. You can buy fourteen rolls of toilet paper per person in your household, which is an obnoxious amount of toilet paper for two weeks. We can't agree on Medicare for all as well as. Quote, questions is being asked around the country. Who's going to pay for the vaccine if everyone should get it? I don't think we can agree on no one do anything for two weeks. As much as I would not mind that, because there's plenty of games I could play for two But you wouldn't. Uh, I might. We know you. You wouldn't. No, I just watched The Office about 16 times. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And then you'd complain like, oh yeah, I, I forgot to do anything. Yeah. I went on another date. 
to a children's movie. No, you can't. Everything's, everything's can. closed. Everything's closed. Yeah, that's true. Everything. Just fuck it all. You'll you'll ask to go on the date, and they'll be like, "Dude, everything's closed." You're like, "Oh yeah, not my." And then you never hear. All right, that's the end of the show. Never hear from again. Two hundred and ninety episodes. It was a good run. Anything else? No. No. Okay, let's wrap it up. Bump bumps. Oh, now I do. I see. Yeah, you can find us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/onequest. So you can find us on www.one-quest.com, or you can support us at Patreon.com/slash/onequest. YouTube.com/slash/onequest video. You're just all out of order. Yeah, fuck order. This whole this the end of the show has gone to chaos and pandemonium. No, it's fine. Um, if you can't support us at Patreon with dollars, you can support us by going to your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us, all that fun stuff. Do those things. Yeah. Uh, social media, Facebook.com slash onequestonline, at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. YouTube was YouTube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can email us, social at one-quest.com. And that will do it. Uh, we'll be back next week where Richie can tell us about more dates he's going on to children's events. Are you going to Candytopia next? What? You're going to go to Candytopia next? Maybe. That's it's all small children, uh, but it's all candy. Yeah, apparently it's it, apparently it's some sort of like real world iteration of like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Dude, what? Would you not go to that? Have you guys not seen what this is? No. Yeah, it's in, oh. it's in the fashion district. All right. No. Okay. Like, Take it back. I have heard about that. I don't know if it's still running or not because it's a limited event. And it books, like, weeks in advance. So you and, have to buy tickets, like, now for, like, two months from now. And you're telling me you wouldn't go to that? I know I would, but I wouldn't take, like, a date there. I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good date spot. No, because it's a lot of children. Like, it... Can so, you shove the children into the chocolate river? No, and I Damn don't... It. I don't know if it's, like, a chocolate river like that, <laughs> but... Um, we were, when we were in Philly for something, we saw, like, all the signs and stuff for it, and we saw this giant line of children outside. Like, waiting to be able to go in for their, like, scheduled thing. Yeah. Like, it, it, it looked like a casting call for, like, a children's <laughs> daytime television show. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, just around the fucking block. And- yeah. Maybe Chuck E. Cheese? There's a Chuck E. Cheese right down the street. Chuck E. Wh- Cheese would be pretty damn fun. Was your date a preteen? <laughs> it was 20. Okay. I am glad. You, you're not going for the 18 year old anymore, or however old that crazy girl was. Okay, I was close. Young enough. I was close. She Might was, as well be 18. She was old enough to go to the bar. Did she ever make it back to California? <laughs> she did. That's that's a different story. Let's end this. Sorry. <laughs> that was just funny. Right. Um, but yeah, you can find us next week with more stuff. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.